episode oh, 65. I have not a clue, Getting mate. Closer Sorry. to the brilliant 69. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one? Did we say we were going to do one purely sexually themed? Yes. <laughs> We'll start getting questions in for that one at like two episodes prior. Yeah. List long stuff. Yeah. Funny and serious. Yeah. I think that's a, like, I'm not shy about talking about it. I know neither are you, so. Nah. And we've we've got to make the most of being. We've done some stuff and seen some things. Yeah, we've got to make the most of being on number 69, right? Yeah, true. But today's episode is not, unfortunately, is not as lighthearted as that. Um, And we thought we needed to discuss it because, well, it's just becoming a little bit common. And that is the fact we've lost another Big name from the bodybuilding world over the last week. Was it this week? Was it a bit longer? Yeah, no, it was literally, literally a couple of days ago for us. Uh, Cedric McMillan. Yeah, 44 years old. And it doesn't seem like, at the moment, many of these guys are making it out of their 50s. And we thought it'd be prudent to discuss possibly why this is happening and why it's important to understand why it's happening. Yeah. It's, um, I literally, I was, I spotted a video about it and it was literally comparing the kind of the hardcore bodybuilding life to being completely sedentary and o- 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 like obese. And yeah, when you think about it, being sedentary and obese, normally still people make it into their 60s. Yeah. Like, and bodybuilders are dying in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s, quite yeah. commonly now. The shocking one is there's been a lot of female deaths mm-hmm. in the last, I think it was the last six months, there's been four or five female deaths. Yeah. And I, some have gone, and what he says when you look at them is death... Uh, by all of the ones I've seen, it says death, reason for death, unknown. And I'm telling you now, it's diuretics. Yeah. That's what's doing it. And they're stroking out in this. They're all going in their sleep. Hearts are just stopping. Um, I think they're having strokes in their sleep or something. Jesus, mate. It's, yeah, it's scary. It really is. Like, I, I, I know there was like, I don't even know how long ago we had the, the Boston Lloyd kind of, it wasn't really well, the theme of the podcast, but we spoke about it. And obviously, yeah. we talked about it with Imran. And even like some like big names, like John Meadows, who's someone I followed John Meadows' YouTube yeah, channel. Very intelligent guy. Ages. Yeah. And he was somebody who was very health conscious. He mm. did have an underlying problem, which he was aware of. And yeah. he actually, John Meadows actually lived longer than his parents, who, or I think it was his dad, his who dad had the same heart condition, Didn't wasn't a bodybuilder, didn't take drugs, and died like seven years younger. Yeah. Than Do you remember what, what it was? Was it another aortic issue? I don't know. The, the it tends to be the one, doesn't it? Because that's a quick killer. Because yeah. if there's anything wrong with the the, aor- the the aorta itself, what happens is it, it can thicken, kind of, which then mm-hmm. it become it's basically hardens and then it bursts under pressure. Yeah. You basically bleed out internally, and that's why the survival rate from it is like super super low. Unless yeah. you're having that attack by a hospital, yeah. you're pretty much yeah, not making it. And yeah, that's what happened to Boston spot. Lloyd. And that's that's a congenital. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, that's isn't it? Word, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's passed down from, from you know, genetically yeah. through the family. So it's, um, that's this is the thing. So we don't know whether Cedric has had it in the family, but what we do know is last year he's had, well, we know he had COVID. He nearly went yeah. from COVID because of breathing issues, but he pulled out of the Olympia this year early on. Mm-hmm. And it was rumored to be for health issues. Yeah. So the, I think, he t- I, think I spoke about it. I'm pretty sure I saw an interview where he was talking about that. About pulling out. Yeah. And he said he just, he felt really, really bad. He started losing weight. He couldn't keep any food down him. He was having to slam shakes all the time because he couldn't have, he couldn't eat. Well, that's not going to help your gut, is it? No. And, um, and, and even he kind of like, again, in, in hindsight, it's pretty sad, but he almost made a bit of a joke about how like, you know, he, 
he started to regain the weight against the doctor's advice and yeah. like and he said that this is not like he he said you've got to almost forgive him because this is like people that are bodybuilders and they're into this they they're not they're not normal no. and like he he kind of talked about it almost as it was a bit of an addiction but it was at the time it was taken with like a little bit of banter but if you think there it's not only what started off as their hobby then their addiction often their escape then it becomes their job Income, yeah. then their career then it's what's it's their, their identity family. It's, it's everything yeah, it's it all, becomes their identity and it's all encompassing so there's no way you're going to tell these guys to just suddenly back off because then they're going to go what else am i going to do no well yeah a lot of them especially it's the guys that tend to hold that size for a longer period of time because yeah. yeah cedric being a competitive bodybuilder and actually being competitive at 44 fucking not many people are not many people are still going at that point you had Dexter up there, didn't you? Doing pretty well. Yeah. But again, you saw Dexter as soon as he quit. What did he do? Yeah. You saw him drop like thirty or forty pounds within yeah. months. Yeah. Fast because he's very aware of the stress on the heart. But this is the thing that, and I think the reason we want to talk about it today, we don't want to dwell too much on the fact we've lost Cedric. It's a very sad thing by all accounts. And I never met him, but I know people who were very close to him, and they've all said the same thing: beautiful human being, always laughing and joking, always making people feel at ease, always making people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Treat, just He just seemed to be a genuinely nice human being, yeah. uh, which makes it even worse because we're losing guys who could have been an inspiration to the future generations coming up, yeah. but aren't going to be able to teach their lessons because we're, they're literally gone from this, this earth. So we're going to have to learn from the fact but the thing that scared me and the reason we're doing this is you sent a message to me and it and it said we were talking how Cedric had gone and I said I think we need to talk about it on the podcast and then you sent one back saying yeah it's scary because oh because I sent one to you saying we've lost there's so many we've lost this year already yeah. that um or the last six months that we need to talk about and you sent one back saying yeah, it's scary because the damage has already been done and I didn't look at it from that angle mm. like holy shit how many of these guys are basically ticking time bombs yeah yeah. And the importance of it is, if you're now, you know, in your early 20s, your teens, or, you know, coming into your late 20s, early 30s, if you've been dosing steroids, you've not been looking looking at your blood, you've not been checking your heart, you've not been checking your cholesterol, and you've just been trooping on thinking, well, I feel okay now. These guys are proof that it's not the now, it's yeah. the future. Yeah. These things affect your future, and this is why you've got to be so proactive in making sure that you are checking your bloods, getting your ECGs done, um, having, uh, and you're not even that, just just getting tested regularly for cholesterol levels. Yeah. Um, and I, if, I think anyone, like, because obviously I'm about to start testosterone at some point, mm-hmm. not obviously anything like what a pro would be using, no, like yeah. a very small TRT doses. But even that still theoretically could cause some cardiac remodeling over yeah. 10, 20 years. Especially if you are prone to a degenerative heart disease of yeah. some kind. And that is the thing. If it's in your family, don't fucking ignore it. Yeah. I think anyone who's actually serious about being a bodybuilder and they know that to do that, they're going to have to take a good amount of drugs. They, it's, it should be absolutely mandatory that they get their heart scanned. Well, this is it. I was going to say to you, do you think it should be the priority of the Olympia or these companies running running these federations that people are competing in i think it needs to be made mandatory that they have are that athletes are blood tested well, prior think, to competition i think blood tests are i don't know whether they're mandatory but i know that a lot of the the smaller federations are starting to partner up with different companies to make like the blood testing 
um, more feasible. Yeah, more feasible and more like pronounced. So kind of they're at least from the outside saying, "Look, we are we do care about their health a little bit." Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I actually I've got more to tell you about this, but I can't talk about it on the podcast. Well, um, I know that we know of people in the industry who've had heart attacks yeah. that have not said they've had heart attacks. Yeah. And they're well-known faces. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't be shocked to find out they have. Yeah. And it's that's not just from bodybuilding world. We're talking about strongman world and um, other just fitness. General fe- other, other fitness. fitness. Just yet yeah, within the fitness I, realm. I do, I, I do think that we almost need to draw a line that like, like professional bodybuilding and again, like some of these, like they can't be in the same category as fitness because it's not fitness it's anymore. Not, no. When like pro bodybuilders are dying before people that have never exercised in their life that are morbidly obese and smash McDonald's and yep. can get pissed every night. And they're getting, they're, they're outliving them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how is this fitness anymore? It's, I, it's so far beyond it. Do And as well, I think this is the thing that people need to understand is that lifting weights is all well and good. The resistance training is great. It does create a physical change. You can see it, it feels good. It can be addictive, but you are not training your heart and lungs on a cardiovascular level. You're not pushing, even if you're supersetting, drop setting, moving, it's not checking your cardio system in like it needs to be. No. You need to be doing some steady state, consistent cardio work. Mm-hmm. You have to be moving through functional ranges of movement that the body's designed to do and getting that heart rate up and increasing lung capacity and exercising, actually exercising. Yeah. Doing something for an extended period of time, even like a brisk walk just it, something yeah. that if you can feel that your heart rate's elevated and you can get out for 30 minutes 40 minutes an hour if you could do that it's like not fucking hard two three times a week yeah like that that alone yeah is is something that's going to actually help with your or ideally health. get out for like 20 minutes a day and as you get fitter just in that 20 minutes cover further distances yeah try and you know, yeah, the pick time. The pace up yeah a, yeah a proper brisk walk put you a, might look a, a bit little, of an idiot but like yeah. go for it just and get some headphones on put on a mini crew cast yeah mini cast get out and by the time it's finished you're home you've done you can feel a bit better about it and then slowly start pushing things and to, uh, and it is just so important to not only for the for your heart and lungs but also for your mobility mm-hmm. to keep your joints moving because this bodybuilding or this really stringent powerlifting is so one-dimensional so, and, it, and it's honestly, it's like, you know, you see those people that run every single day doing the same route all the time yeah. and it only ever seems to get in worse shape. Yeah. And by the time you've seen them for like a year down the line, their run is this weird stunted little partial movement. Yeah. You see them kind of flipping it become, along. It becomes extremely efficient, which then just yep. means your body's not working as hard. <laughs> That's exactly what weightlifting does. Your yeah. body catches up to the ability to lift weights really quickly, mm. but because it's so short and explosive, it's not pushing that cardio system. No matter how tired you feel, that's muscular fatigue. That's not cardio fatigue. Yeah. And added benefit, if you get more cardiovascularly fit, you're actually going to perform better in the gym and you're actually going to get more from your weightlifting. Yeah. So, and as a prime example, so since popping my bicep off, and getting back, I haven't really done much boxing because I was told, you know, be yeah, careful. Be careful yeah. So, And because I struggle to pull punches when I'm doing it, I just backed off it completely. And I went back in yesterday to start filming some boxing stuff. So I'm just going to start doing some things with, uh, with some of the boxing coaches and get back the fight series up and stuff like that. I went on the pads with AJ uh, and I'm not kidding you, we did. It was spanned over probably an hour and a bit because we were having to repeat sequences for the videoing and stuff like that. But I was also getting warm in between and doing some pad work to the point where I was, you know, sweating profusely and had to take breaks. So I was like shaking my arms out and stuff like that. Yeah. And it should have been light work. And I was gassed. Like I need to sit down yeah. just doing this, this like uh, choreographed pad work. Mm-hmm. 
And I used to do, not long ago, we're talking 12 weeks ago, I was doing eight rounds before doing my weightlifting. Yeah. So it just shows you how in 12 weeks, how quickly the system stops functioning at that higher level. And I mean, I was doing eight, like I was doing, what was I doing? I was doing five three-minute rounds, hard-paced, or eight two-minute rounds, hard-paced. Yeah. And that's including kicking, kneeing, elbowing, heavy bag work, speed bag work, all the whole thing. So I was, you know, cycling around the bags, doing different things, yeah. pushing, pushing, pushing. And now I struggle to do some do you, simple fucking combo work. On do you pads. think, obviously, part of it was that your fitness has dropped? Do you think your breathing wasn't as good as well? Because like timing with your breathing, that's massive Everything. when you're... I was tight, I was clenched up, I was, I was holding my breath when I shouldn't have been. And this is all what cardio is going to feel like when you first start, but... As you get fitter, it gets more enjoyable and it actually gets easier. So don't be put off by those first four weeks of shit mm -hmm. because there's a point where you kind of, you get that second wind in you that comes through and you just start bouncing yeah. and it starts to feel really good. It's almost as addictive as the weightlifting can be, especially once you get fit. It's just yeah. getting that first bit out of the way. Yeah. So it's, and it's important, but this thing, man, 44 years old, gone. We've had 30, we've had other guys going in their early 50s. Some people down in their 20s. 30, yeah, like, Boston nobody's, 29. And we have Boston goat and there's a Boston degenerative heart disease. His father had the same thing. Same with mountain dog, heart degenerative heart disease. Yeah. We don't know about um, Cedric, whether it was in the family or what was going on, but we know he had heart issues last year, definitely. Yeah. And um, who else did we lose? Uh, so Boston, Cedric. Oh, uh, sure. Flex. Flex yeah. Roden. No, Sean, Sean Roden. Yeah. Um, was he Flexatron? Sean Roden was, I don't no, know. No, that was Wheeler, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so we, and we lost Roden. Again, Hart. And then who was the big boy who lost in his 20s? He and, and he ended up... Oh, um, um, tra tra no, not Travis, is um, it? Damn it. Big, lovable yes. dude. Anyway, everyone seems to speak really highly of him. You can Google it. I can't because my yeah. phone's doing the camera. But he, he died because he choked on some food. But the reason that he choked on the food is because they think he suffered. I think it was a stroke. And again, when we were talking about it before saying that there's the, you know, some obese people who've never been in the gym before are outliving these guys. It's because these guys, they are taking obviously their pharmaceutical substances, which are increasing the size of their heart, which are also increasing blood pressure, which can in turn then harden the arteries and cause issues. I've just found here, this. there's a website, evolutionofbodybuilding.net, and one of their pages is the death archives. And we shouldn't, yeah. The, and the, the, so these are some of the ones that are actually like pros, but the thing that's scary is the fact that there's so many that aren't even pro. you find that guy's name? Yeah, I'm searching for it. I'm, the problem with it, so one of the problems with, them is, with it as well, which is why I wanted to particularly find that guy so you guys can Google him, is... These boys are pushing some some size Dallas now. Dallas McCarver. Dallas McCarver, that was it. He was an absolute unit. But he's still pushing 300-odd pounds of weight around every day. Yeah. And his heart's still having to pump blood around 300 pounds of even more blood around the body because he's actually got muscle. Yeah. Rather than somebody who's obese at 300 pounds yeah. with a smaller muscle mass. That's not like there's not so much active. There's yeah, not anything exactly. going on with it. So with the bodybuilder being 300 pounds, it actually, the heart's actually worse off. Yeah. Because 300 pounds is still 300 pounds, but people see it differently because it looks better. They think it's it's what's well, got to be healthier, but it's absolutely not. It's just as much, if not more, restraint on the system holding that much muscle and weight. Yeah. When and, you when you layer in the drugs as well, because obviously your heart is a muscle as well, and yeah. as all these anabolics are designed to help you strengthen and. 
build build muscles, muscle mass, yeah. your heart literally hypertrophies. Mm-hmm. And the scary thing when we talked about Imran, he was saying you can measure the thickness of the heart walls. Yeah, with the, is it the the ECGs that do that or something? I'm not sure. Which Either one way, they can measure it. And yeah, it. he he's watched a lot of guys' heart will increase. And I think it's if you get to 38 mil or something, mm. so there's a certain specific millimeter that if you reach that, you you're a goner. Yeah. And he says you can literally watch these guys tick like a time bomb because every time they come in, it thickens X amount. And they can actually judge by the amount it's thickening over each year when they're going to die if they don't do something about it. Yeah. And this is the problem because there was one guy came in and he said if he doesn't do something about this in the next three years, he'll be dead. Yeah. Now, three years is not a long time, especially if you're in that sport where you're doing one, two big competitions a year. Yeah. That's six competitions between you and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, and if you're not getting checked in that time. And that, the thing is, it, it is... It is reversible to a certain extent some of the things like as other muscles can atrophy the heart can atrophy as well so that Mm. that you know that exaggerated size of the walls will go back a little bit you're not not, you're not gonna go yeah you're not gonna go back to how you were as a kid but like and this leads me back to that sentence you sent to me the damage has already been done now because these guys started pushing more mass more size more shredded whilst holding more mass Mm. Now, Which are we probably are we, was more drugs that were allowed? Of them course, to do that. of course. And and now, so are we going to see some of these bigger boys like in the next couple of years dropping as well? You got people like Roly Winkler, Jesus, he's literally like a mountain of muscle, mm-hmm. just huge. And you've got a lot of these uh, Iranian guys, you yeah. know, two o twos. They're just absolutely stacked, and um, it's just a real you that really. I've never looked at it from that angle before, but yeah. how well, many of these guys are, are just now? The damage is too far done. Yeah, because like it's not what's ha- you know um, all the the bodybuilders that have died. It wasn't something that's just happened as of late. Like this is the accumulation Trick. of damage that has gone on yep. for like five ten years mm. and there's so many other people that have been doing the exact same things exactly and but like like you said that you know the even with a small time frame they might back off a little bit they might if if they're proactive and they i'm trying to remember who it is he's friends with juju mufu big bodybuilder antoine vinet uh, yeah guy i can't um, say um yeah antoine, i don't yeah i know he but we also had a high female dude Kelly Muscle, yeah. Kelly he, Muscle. Yeah. He's had like two heart attacks in mm. the last like year or so. Um, he he had to walk around with literally a heart monitor on himself. Yeah. And he was back in hospital after coming out and then saying, you know, yeah, I'm on all this, you know, I've had a heart attack and all that. Uh, Almost making light he was of it. fucking natural for ages, wasn't he? That, yeah. Like, Kelly Muscle claiming natural was the fucking most retarded thing I've ever seen. He yeah. was, he was. But huge. this is the problem as well. Because you've got people like that betraying this potential. It, and some people will have honestly believed that. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, because of the prison background and all the crazy, yeah. you know, hyphy mud and this, oh yeah, stuff that other people just don't do, aren't willing to do. Yeah. My point of this conversation is one, we are, it's super sad to see Cedric go. It seemed like he was a beautiful human being and it was untimely. And two, if you are considering using pharmaceuticals if you are using pharmaceuticals right now this is a big fucking wake up mm-hmm. don't be a ticking time bomb please go and get checked hit up in ram transform now.co.uk let him know that we've sent you and yeah. he will sort you out he has helped so many of you guys yeah, already. you can do like, heart scans there they can do everything and i tell you now it, for the sake of what a couple hundred quid yeah i think it's somewhere between 2 and 300 quid for that but that's, i'm thinking that's about including one. blood tests and everything though isn't mm-hmm. it 
He does. Um, he'll do wrap up deals for people. Yeah, I was say if you come through us, tell, let us know you came from the crew cast. He will. He'll sort you out. Yeah, because I obviously I'm about to to start next month some testosterone, and I because of this, and I know it sounds silly, and I'm being super cautious, but I was like, maybe I should get any you know, like a, an ECG done. Um, Worth it. Just because then I've got a baseline idea of where what my heart looks like right now with no no drugs, no PEDs ever in my You've system. Got a baseline. And then I could look, you know, in five years' time or ten years' time, even at very low doses, has there been any cardiac remodeling over that time? And then if... It'd be interesting if, to see if there has been just because you push some heavy weights. Yeah, That's yeah. a lot of high blood pressure work and but, a lot of yep. short static work Exactly, as well. like there's that kind of athletic heart and the, and yeah. the people... Like people's hearts change depending on what sports they do. That'd be cool if you get it done. We'll be able to bring it up on here. Yeah. So I am thinking about doing that. I'm going to go over next week and get that drip thing done, and yeah. also get my uh, my TRT stuff all sorted and set with him. What day are you going? Because I uh, just to... working out the dates because it's getting super busy back in. Yeah. Month. Yeah. So. Um, so he just said after the bank holidays we'll try and get squeezing a day like maybe Thursday. Okay. Let, well, we'll I'll, a, I'll get in contact with him. And let we'll him know after this. I was but yeah, I'm going to go down and week. film getting a drip done there. Yeah. Um, to bolster because when I had my bloods done I was lowering a few things so obviously you're getting the TRT done I went in with the bloods as well to get my baseline ready for doing the TRTs and everything and so then I need to go in and get this drip thing mm. done so that everything's bolstered and then um, yeah it all, all will, will be uh, yeah, well, that's when we'll get massive we'll be getting massive so now obviously I'm, I'm healed now I can actually start I actually did my first proper week's training this week as in I loaded up the weights on back movements. As of normal. Yeah. As of like, yeah, pulling full stacks on stuff. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. I just like listened, I just replayed what we said in our head and we were joking about getting massive. Like, when, Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, like, we, like yeah, we've yeah. obviously just talked about the the health ramifications of no, this. No, we were joking about that. What, just, what yeah. like a pro has to do, the amount of drugs that a pro has to do to get to that kind of size. Don't get me wrong, some probably don't take as much as you'd think because they've just got freaky genetics. Some of them do push stupid amounts of gear. Oh, silly. Yeah. And what me and Lex are talking about is things that are going to keep us in that reference range, or even for me, I actually want to be just a tad over the reference range. Basically, we're within re either really reasonable. close to or within natural limits. And the fact we're saying get massive is a joke because we won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm expecting to have... Like, Composition will definitely get way yeah, better. Something will change because... But only with active training and diet and calorie control yeah. and everything, which is where... So I'm at that stage now. I need to get all that in line. Yeah. And then we'll see what really Well, with what I'm wanting to do, I think at some point we should just do a dedicated video just talking about, like, what the, what the plan is. Yeah. Um, but, like... I'm not going to say what I'm planning on doing because I will. I'll save that. But like, I've had so many people that are bodybuilders that take gear, or even not professional bodybuilders, people that bodybuild, mm. um, say, "Oh, you're not going to get fucking anything out of that." I disagree. Um, and yeah, but then other people are like, "Oh yeah," because for me, the most performance-enhancing thing I've ever taken is creatine. Yeah. So like, and I you didn't even end up taking that to Kestero. Yeah. You so didn't like, even use it. Exactly. After paying all those taxes. Yeah, I will, I will. I will still take that at some point. So I'm. I'm going to add that in. How long does it last? As in, like, well, it's a shelf life. Because oh, it's some like weird squidgy black stuff. No, no, no. That's you're thinking of Shilajit. 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 Sure, sounds like something from the Moon Knight. You said when uh, when Imran said it, you said it was something out of uh, Indiana Jones because he pronounces it. Oh yeah. 
Shalajit. Yeah, that's it. Shalajit. Yeah, imagine Shalajit. Yeah. Like pulling your heart out. Shalajit. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> you got a memory. Christ. I do. I actually, to be fair, I actually watched that all the way back. You do know we probably don't listen to all of the podcasts back. Like, I listen to some of them and I'll skip through them to try I, and find I, If I don't where... remember what we've spoken about, I'll go, I'll listen to it in, in the car when I'm traveling somewhere. Yeah. Sometimes somebody. I forget it's us talking. I know. Sometimes some people message me about like something that happened and I was like, I have not a fucking clue what you're talking about right now. <laughs> and that's, and hopefully we're going to get another one of those because today, in light of losing Cedric, we thought it's only right that we pour one for the homie. Yeah. So we'll open the crew cast in a more solemn tone today. Yeah. No, we're not going to do a dingly ding. <laughs> we're just going to open it up. Um, but we're, we're going to celebrate a little bit of, of Cedric with a 12-year-old rum called El Dorado. Yeah. So we just thought, yeah, we want to get back into the routine of obviously trying some new stuff so that you guys can carry back on. Because I know a lot of you are following with us and filling up your drinks cabinets with the ones that you like the sound of. Um, so we're back with it. We also, again, because it's a special one, Cheers to Cedric. We're going to light a cigar. Yep. And um, we got a, a Davidoff Nicaragua Robusto. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a fat boy. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a sad time. And we're going to. It really is like that. Just, I, I, it was, I don't know why, but when, he, when it popped up, it was like 11 o'clock at night when I saw it. And I think Imran, it was Imran's. Imran yeah. put it up quite early because yeah, he, found, he finds out about these things quick. So he put it up about 11 o'clock and I was like, no way. You know, when you double check it, mm. like, am I, am I reading I like, this no, right? Am I checking this it. right? Yeah. And it just like seemed too soon. Pop test. Ah. Sounds good. Yeah. I, if I'm honest, like, I, I almost felt like after the, the last one that we did, it was like. Surely that's it. Yeah. That's it for a bit. But yeah, then no. it's just because it's been one. Like, literally, it seems every like month, every month yeah. there's been one. There's like, and this is just big names as well because there's so and many. And I want to point out again, females. We have lost females, at least five or six that I know of, unknown causes, it says. And each time, I'd say 90% of the time, it says next to it, they were in prep. And we know that these girls are starved into prep. And there are put on pharmaceuticals, and a lot of them are in tone of increasing metabolism in uh, inverted commas, yeah. and um, anything that's like ramping up blood pressure and um, metabolic effects. Uh, what else? T. You're often messing with thyroid, as yeah. well as taking in fewer calories. So the bur- the body's burning at a higher rate, getting fed less, and it's just this clusterfuck of high blood pressure, low food. Probably diuretics involved if they're close to a show, which then causes them to stroke out or have these issues. And, and talking about small body weight as well, these ladies yeah. have you know there's much smaller weight. It's just fucking scary, mate. Oh, it really it's, is. It's sad. It's really sad, and it just it's just not fucking worth it. That's the end score. Is it's not worth it. No, and I think the thing is as well, like. I'm pretty sure that this can be done in a manner that is safer. Oh, 100%. Like, if you, that's what I mean. Because if you're checked and you're tested, some flags up, you fucking stop. Yeah. And you pull out that competition and you go and deal with your health. Well, it's like if, if you're a, a mixed martial artist and you're in, you know, if you're in the UFC, the doctor has to check you over beforehand. If there's something wrong with you, 
If they pick up on something, they pull you from that fight because you're not fit. Surely the federations are going to have to be held accountable for this at some point, where they they have a doctor come in and check things. Like they they say part of your entrance is to get a blood test, like it's mandatory. Yeah. Then they have a doctor that they pay for to ensure those blood tests that they see are okay. Yeah, it's almost something they need to do blood. They need to do heart scans. Got to be something like and even some of the genetic testing as well. I think that that should be something. I don't necessarily think that that's that something, can't be mandatory. Though, that it? can't be mandatory, but I do feel like you should do that if you if you are thinking about getting into it. Like you should probably have a look into if if there's any kind of weird polymorphisms in your in your genome that might mean that you're just gonna react pretty badly. And you know what you could estimate. Oh yeah, look at these bodybuilders. They're doing all right. They survive until their forties, but. And it was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be doing this when I'm forty old, you know, knocking yeah, on the head at thirty. Not the point. But you might be someone like Boston Lloyd and you might have died at twenty nine. You well, Dallas Carver. He was twenty nine as well, I think. It matter if you stop at forty if your damage was done in the twenties. Yeah. And it's not looked it's not checked and it's not dealt with. There's that idea of people burying their head in the sand as well. That's what hundred well, percent so many people well bodybuilding's a low income sport. Yeah. Well, competition. <laughs> but just in general, like some people that I've spoken to, because I've talked about getting my genetics tested, get my bloods tested as a natural. And people are just like, oh, why are you doing that? It's like, it just freaked me out if I saw something. I'm like, we, I was scared when I got the blood test, you know, waiting for the results to come through. I was nervous I was as well. Genuinely nervous. I was like, like, what if they find something? Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm from a healthy family. Like, my granddad lived to 99, you know, mm-hmm. there's been, uh, we've had one case of lung cancer in the family, but that was possibly from smoking during the war and just a delayed um issue from mm. from smoking for a few years but we know can happen that would have caused maybe some mutations that just sat dormant for a while yeah um and even then uh, that was my great aunt tess she was still in the 70s when yeah. it when it happened so well past what a lot of people just make it to anyway yeah um so and even then i was just honestly just like well god what if what if because i know so many people at the moment who are dealing with things that are just popping up out of nowhere and the problem is, is because they're popping up out of nowhere and they've got no clue about their genetic history, they've got no clue about their family history. Um, when they go to the doctors, the doctors are basically, one, sometimes useless, as we discussed in some of the previous podcasts and how to deal with that. So make sure you go back and check not taking no for an answer for a podcast that we did yeah. that deals with having difficult doctors or people not really paying you the right attention and how to get around that. But even if they are good, they're starting from a zero, like you're going in with zero information for them. So it's, it's like, and they're never going to look for the big thing. They're always going to look for the simple thing to get you back out the door. So to go in with this information and this art, this basically going in armed with information is always going to help you stop things happening quickly mm. and also get people being more proactive around you in the long term. Yeah. So I mean, even if you're not lifting or anything, just getting these tests done is just for your own wealth of knowledge. It's worth doing. Yeah. Even if it's just that everything's okay. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, like peace of mind. It it really is it like the idea of burying your head in the sand. Like I just I I, just, I can't I can't understand it. Well, I, I can understand it. I can definitely have done it with some stuff. I do it with something like um, if I have some bullshit to do with like a or like when someone nicked all my identity. Yeah, I just say, oh fuck's sake! I just wanted to turn away from it and be like, because oh. I literally have to do everything. No, I get Nobody that. gave There's- a shit. I think there's a difference between procrastination and burying your head in the sand with, with an obvious health thing because th- this is your fucking life. Like, none of the other shit matters. Like, 
people can steal all the fucking identities. They can have them all. But if you're dead, you're dead. Yeah. Like that's the that is literally the bottom line. Because Stone Cold Stead, so. Because <laughs> <laughs> Stone Cold Stead, Stone. Because Stone Cold Stead, Stone. Stone Cold Stead, Stone. Stone Cold Stead, Let's cover this, this because I've just had a sniff of this, and it smells like sherry. So this is a, a 12, year, this is Eldorado aged 12 years, finest Demerara. I think that's how you say it. Demerara? Demerara, Demerara. And then it says, Ron Rum Rum. I think they're different. Is that a do Ron Rum Rum? You do Ron Rum. <laughs> Um, I think it's for, it's, it says rum in three different languages. I, I think. think that's what it is, yeah. Uh, and this is all from the back. So we've got the, the Demerara region has established a reputation over the last 300 years for producing the best rums in the world. This rum has been laid down in oak barrels for at least 12 years, producing a rich and diverse spirit. The profile is round, mellow, and full-bodied with rich flavors of fruit and spice. And it's the fruit like I smell. I think it was making remind me of cherry, of sherry. It reminds me literally of Christmas cake. Yeah. Can you smell that? There is some sweetness. Like marzipan and, cri- and, and cherries. I want to uh, I want to get on this before it dilutes too much. Yes. There's already a bit of water in there. That's a good call. It's a beautiful looking... Now, I said when you brought this out, it's this the couldn't most look rum. more like a rum bottle if it yeah, tried. That is... The, if a child... Well, not that ch- children should know what rum yeah. bottles look like. <laughs> but if a child knew what rum bottles look like, yeah. they would draw this bottle. It almost has like a wax seal type stamp logo on the front of it, which is uh, debossed into the bottle itself. Mm. Um, an old school label, but just the shape of the bottle, if you're looking on Spotify or YouTube, is just... It screams rum. So we're back in our custom Kukas glasses. So cheers, Cedric. For all the years, and for supposedly such, he was a beautiful human being. Yeah. Lost too early. Mm. Ooh. Well, that is nice. It's smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. Oh, there's the heat now. Only just now. So what was that? Like a three or four second delay? Um, yeah, I'm just getting it. Nice heat. I'm wondering if it's because it's quite diluted, though, because some of that ice has gone. Well, you get a second pour in a minute. You can judge it off that. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That is a nice... You definitely get the rum kick. Now, I'm not a fan of kind of the white rums. Yeah. And so when I get a white rum kick from a, from it, it's too much for me. Whereas this is evenly balanced with the fruit and the rum. And then there's that little bit of spice at the end, but it's yeah. by no means a spiced rum. No, no, it's not. That is a, that is a traditional rum. but traditional rum flavor. That's really nice. Hmm. Eldorado. Very, very smooth. I, I got it because, you know, the cartoon Road to Eldorado. No, you said this. I don't know what it is. <sighs> We're going to watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great cartoon. Uh, and there is another film called Eldorado as well. Also, it's a good film. Um, but that's purely why I got it. I'm not going to lie. I like that. It's good. Get your cigars going, mate. We've got a... had one of these for a long time. I've been on the Cigarellos again. Yeah. Enjoying a few of those, just sitting on my own, just like... Doot, doot. Although they go a bit too quick, yeah. Because I, I thought, pull on them like it's a big one. Yeah, if uh, I thought it was a, about time we did crack out one of the. You want to have to before they all dry out anyway. Yeah, oh, the good old Davidoffs. Oh, that's a clean cut. Quite proud of that one. You got oh damn it! I was about to say we hadn't made a mess, and then I went to pick it up, and it messed. I made out a mess. Have you this week? Oh, here's something I just thought is uh, to lighten the mood or not, um, as it may be. <laughs> Bit of toilet toilet chat. Jiver. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> Fuck it. 
Do you ever sit on the toilet so long you forget what you did? <laughs> I have done I that. I did it today. I have done I, that. Because I treat myself to a sit-down wee yeah. quite often. Why not? Because so, uh, I'll sit down, I'll like open my emails, I'll go through some bits. Cause, so I'll usually be working on the laptop, and then I'll go, I'll pick up the phone to go to the toilet and think, well, just I'll either, if I'm ordering something, I'll carry it on on my phone. If I'm answering something, I'll carry it on on my phone. Yeah. It means like I'm multitasking whilst on the toilet. And um, yeah, I was on there and I was re- I was reading through, I was, I was reading on something, and you know when you just get like my bum got numb. Yeah, it'd been on that long. I was just like, and it just I, I can't remember what I was reading about now, but it was it obviously kept me engaged. And then I went to get up and I went, did did you did you do was was it one? Did you do two? I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to get up and look. <laughs> Maybe bollock yeah. alone. Yeah, I tried that. I couldn't do it because because your thighs are too yeah. at the top are too tight. So I actually, just stand up like a four year old who's just done really yeah. well on the potty. Yeah, and just turned around, looked around, and went scratch your head. Yeah, had a look at it. And I was like, yeah, got a wipe. <laughs> I have done that. It's been a while, but I have done that. I was before. just like, how God? How often do I do this? Like, I haven't done this in a long time. Forgetting what you actually did. I was like, I've been on here far too long. Do you need to keep lighting it again? Yeah, I've, I've done it a bit lopsided, you know. Just toast the edges. Keep it a little bit of a distance. Mm-hmm. Don't go too close. Just, some, uh, Just taper it in. Upsided. There you go. It will burn itself evenly eventually. It'll, there you go. Did you pull the flame in or did you just toast it from one edge? I think you toasted toast it, it from one edge. edge. Yeah, I got eager. Got keen. Yeah. We've also got some news. Yeah. We got some. Some people will be very happy because people have been pestering us for a while. About the uh, the crewcast event. Oh yeah, that we are looking to do. Um, we've put together with a few people that we spoke to. We've basically nailed it down to two dates, and we're gonna we're gonna leave the final call for you guys. Well, to an extent. Oops, sorry, bashing the mic because it has to uh, still work with the other people we want to pull in. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty sure that um, there's enough notice. Yes. Yeah. But um, should I put the should I say the dates? Or do you want to put it in a... Or do you want to recap what it's going to be first? Okay, so the it'll be effectively the crewcast being held in a live environment or with an audience, which would be you guys if you want to come. Well, there'll be a real limited amount of tickets. We haven't figured out the exact number because we want to keep it pretty... Pretty snug. Yeah, pretty snug, pretty intimate. Yeah, um, we want it to be very involving. Yes, yeah, I want to make it like... I don't know, I just feel like if if there was too many people... It's going to lose the... the but I think there needs to be a certain sp- amount to have that buzz. Yeah. I, I think somewhere around 20, the 20 mark. 20 was what was jumping to my head. Yeah, yeah somewhere Enough around Enough so people that. don't feel too focused on, and this can still blend into a group if they need to. Yeah. But enough to just, yeah, create enough of a camaraderie and yeah. ease for people. Yeah, so um, we're going to host it at Margie and Black Country Barbell for multiple reasons, just because the... It's very hard for us to find somewhere that's going to be accommodating for that many people mm. that's going to have seating that's going to be quiet enough for us to actually record live without banging a noise, that's going to allow drinking, that's going to have somewhere where we can actually smoke. 
there's multiple factors and we we're like oh we we're trying to find places there's, we could there's plenty of places we could have available basically insurance wouldn't cover it for most places yeah like. yeah and whereas we can literally we can get a temporary alcohol license we do it whenever we have a party so you literally will have a bar there yeah so we can just we can set up everything that we need and i'm in complete control of it because it's my business so i can just get everything in place whereas yeah trying to get other people to do this is kind of hard work and and the main thing is we, we were able to find them but then we're like but they're gonna be too noisy there's gonna be other stuff going on there it's not it's not like dedicated to us. We're going to be sharing it with like certain bars that have like function rooms. But then there's going to be so much background noise, it'll be impossible to record anything. Yeah. Which then would have meant that even though we did it live for the you know twenty people or so that were there, no one else gets to see that. Which I feel like then you kind of lose part of that. I feel like this is going crazy. Look how smoky that is. Mine was like that when it first started. Is it? Yeah. We've not had one of these before. I don't think. This is, is it, what which one is this? Could have it off. Hang on, I can tell you. It's the uh, Nicaragua Robusto. Nicaragua Robusto. It's really nice. It's almost too easy to pull on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I pulled so deep because I felt like there was no... Like, so deep. I was like, it can't be that little resistance, but there really is. Like, it just... Ooh. It's it's so easy. Where is the dates that I said? It was July, July wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was 27th, it was the or 23rd or 30th, something like that. Where the fuck? We message each other too much. <laughs> the, the, our, our message stream on phones, it goes from serious to ridiculous, back to serious <laughs> all the time. It'd be like, followed with like, yeah, we've got this dating for this, we've got this plan, we've got this plan. Then the next one would be like a gif of a kangaroo punching a cat. So I think it was oh, the 23rd. And the twenty third and thirtieth. That's what I said. I wasn't listening. My brain has a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Get in of July. Of July. Yes. So those are the two days. So that, that we is are a eyeing Friday, up. is it? They're Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah. So the gym closes early. We're we're also going to be including like a, a day pass basically at Black Country Barbell, so you can come and train with us. We'll yeah. be there beforehand. Then the gym will close, and then after hours. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll get everything ready. Get the uh, get the crew cast recorded there. You'll be able to ask us questions. We're also going to have some of our most popular kind of guests that we've had on come back. Yeah, they're um, going to be so there as well. You get to meet them. You get to ask some questions. I want it, you know, be interactive. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm wondering whether we could live stream it or whether we're better off recording it and launch, like, putting it on as normal. We, we still, I think it, we should just do a live stream once. Run it as live. A thing. Yeah. Run it live and then do a recorded version as well, I guess. Yeah. So it is coming. If... Anyone has preferences on the dates, put them in the comments. If you're on YouTube, um, you can put a poll up on Spotify. On this episode, there will be a do. poll at the bottom. Scroll to the bottom. Also, we've been putting questions up on the Spotify. Mm. Like literally, you go onto the episode, you'll see if you just scroll down a little bit, straight away it'll say question and poll. I don't know how to get to the answers to the questions. <laughs> I just I got a type testing on mine and, and all it shows me is my own reply to myself it's because Spotify doesn't recognize me as being the owner of the it's really weird Spotify doesn't recognize you as being the owner of the podcast even though we are on Spotify so I have to go through Anchor but I can't see the Spotify questions on Anchor but maybe I can and I just haven't found it so I'll go and have a look after this to find out but there will definitely be a poll regardless yeah if we get the poll that's the, that's the main thing so uh that's really nice that we're actually we've got a, got some dates in mind 
whether we've had a few people that said they'd like everything, including accommodation, a few people that just kind of wanted to to come down and sort it themselves. Because the main I think thing that's for us, be better. the main thing for us is we want you guys to relax and have a drink. Yeah, and there's don't get me wrong. There's a there's a few hotels in the immediate area around the gym. So you can just sort that yourself. And then at least I suppose it gives you freedom. If you want to stay somewhere a bit cheaper, you can find somewhere a bit cheaper. If you want to stay somewhere a bit more expensive. To be fair, I don't think there's any luxury hotels there, but no. there's a Premier Inn, which is nice. Yeah. You, you know what you're getting with a Premier Inn. It's pretty bog it's standard, car it? park. Yeah. 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 Sleep in the back of your car, whatever get, you want to do. Get your phone on, stick it on Netflix, have yeah. a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that's probably the way we're going to lean. And we'll just maybe... So then that means we can reduce the ticket price a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to, we can point you in the right direction of a couple of nicer hotels. And if we you can see if we there. can get some kind of offer or deal. For, yeah, for I don't well. think Premier Inn would do anything because they're Premier Inn. But yeah. like maybe some of the smaller hotels, we might be yeah. able to, to work something. We can ask. We can, only, we can only be told now. Exactly. So that's really nice that we've actually been able to pin down some dates. And uh, yeah, I've, I'm even though nothing has actually happened yet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't die. Got the, Oh, yeah, you didn't die on the... the, the My the... skydive did not happen. Yeah. Yeah. There was bad light. And it's like cricket. I assume it's like cricket because yeah. I couldn't see anything wrong with the day, but they're like, we can't jump today. I think it was either cloud cover or wind speed that was issue. Although I don't know if 23 kilometers an hour is fast wind speed. Maybe it was quicker up in the 10,000 feet range, whatever it is you jump from. We're going from the big range, I think. I would imagine, yeah, whatever it is down here, Amplified up. Yeah, probably yeah. considerably so higher. It's re rescheduled for the end of the month, which is cool because it just gives me more more time to enjoy things spread out because I'd already just done the monster truck. YouTube video of that is out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've got, I've gone and done something else, but I'm not going to announce that yet. Oh, is that what you told me about? I told you about it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I'm good that you've missed the thing now. What thing? The thing that we booked and then you've double booked yourself. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. But I can't be helped. No. Yes, we were supposed to be going to see um, Tool yeah. for a concert. And then I've been booked to go out to Portugal for a content thing. But and uh, but I'm out there for like a week. And it just so happens I'm back a day after we're supposed to go to Tool. Yeah. So any, wants anybody wants ticket. a Tool ticket, there's one going. Yeah. To be uh, fair, just I think I found Lou. somebody at the gym. Oh, have you? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, I think one, one, of, the, one of the guys. How much was it? Good. About 75 or something like that? I think that? it was 75 quid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something around that. So if you are interested in that, let me know if Lou hasn't sold it already. Might already be there. Might still be there. Yeah, slither in the DMs. But I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I'd rather be out in the Algarve, jumping off rocks yeah. and enjoying the sun. I couldn't turn it down. Yeah, I'm just going to be sat there sweating. <laughs> yeah. to you're guaranteed. and I, I Prog metal. You're going to be next to probably... No, I'm not going to say that. But you know when we went to the cinema and I got that? Yeah. You're going to get that, but at a concert. I don't know. I'm, I'm, was I'm nice trust- enough, but just... I'm trusting the Tool fans that they're on, they're on it with their hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to go to the cinema, hey, bro, maybe make sure that your hygiene's up to par, especially if you're going to come sit next to me, because i got a good nose. Yeah, that is... It. And it was, it was a nice enough bloke... Yeah, it was lovely. Like, I even Very engaged friendly. with him yeah. through the film and like had a couple of chuckles, but it was just, it was overwhelming, wasn't it? And slowly, as the film went on, I was, I was, I was leaning and leaning closer and closer to Lou. He was on my right hand side, and I was just leaning closer and closer to him. <laughs> I think he thought I was trying to whisper something, and then I just went, "Gotta do it, bro. Need the fresh air." And you just, you were like, "Uh huh, mm. yeah, yeah." 
It was, a, it was all being sealed in with a leather jacket. Luckily. But, but whenever there was movement, there oh, would be waft, some uh, waft. some scent that would escape. Yeah, a wafting. Yeah, it was rough, that was. Well, we but, still haven't seen Morbius. I know. Maybe next weekend? It's going to be so late seeing that then by then, isn't it? I feel like we should do a film binge. Mm. Might do a couple of movies. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can. Have you got BJJ tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, God damn you and your morning. bendy pretzel stuff. Yeah, I've got BJJ. And then I've got a family meal actually after. A what? Family meal. Ooh. That's mm. nice. Yeah. Uh, what was I supposed to be doing tomorrow? The first family meal. With oh, I was supposed to be doing a photo shoot. Yours wasn't that for RDX. Yeah. But that's been postponed now, so I actually have the day free this tomorrow. This is the second. Second postponement of it, I know, because customs are just fucking up. Apparently, since we left Europe, we've lost the ability to ship anything oh, into the mate, UK. It's a fucking nightmare. Everything is fucked Everything. at the moment. I had, I had one small little, like, um, what was it? Oh, it was just a, a, a button cover for the car coming in. Mm-hmm. It took six weeks. It was sent, and it just was stuck mm-hmm. in the customs forever. It was a freaking little button. I know this is getting probably political, but I really fucking wish we stayed in Europe. Personally, yeah, I think long term will be it won't make a bloody bit of difference, but just right now it's really annoying because it's messing with my stuff that I don't yeah. need that I want. I just, I, I personally, I do not see like I understand that we don't want to be trapped by their rules and whatever else, but I was like, I don't, what's the need for all the division and like segregation? Like, we're, we're all, I know the, it's too hippie, but like, really, we're literally all on the same fucking planet. I know, I don't, does get, it really matter no, where someone what drew is? an artificial line? It's the three letter word tax, yeah. That's yeah. it. It fucks everything. People just get greedy, greedy, Money, greedy. This is it. You know, I've been looking at more and more because obviously we've talked about psychedelic use and stuff like that. Um, if we, honestly, if we put some of our world leaders on some psychedelics, just take them for a couple, take them all to a retreat, put them all on some mushrooms or DMT. I tell you now, they'd all come out. There'd be no war. There'd be no division. <laughs> what, is the, no- <laughs> uh, what is that big meeting? Or the, the, oh, the United Nations. Thing. Yeah. 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 Take it to the summit. Yeah. Just blow it in through the air systems. Yeah. Just vape them with the... When they're all, all their tea is mushroomed. <laughs> oh, you could give them all the mushroom tea. That's I'm pretty sure that's in a film, isn't that's it? That's a thing. Is that in a film? I'm sure they th- that's done. That's been like a comedy sketch somewhere. Dude, I got hooked this week to uh, Sacked Substance. Yeah. I just got hooked to him as a human being. So I was jumping back and forth from the time. If you haven't checked it out, Sack Substance is a guy on YouTube who he would do live tests of certain types of... Of fucking everything. Of of like party paraphernalia as well as psychedelic stuff. Um, he and his his whole goal is to show you when things are real, when they're not real, how they feel, if how they feel, and what to expect. Good, bad, Good. safety protocols. Yeah, the whole shebang. But then he's had some real personal issues, and his everyday life which he's had since he was younger it's not a drug fueled thing but he has used certain types of drugs for escapism well he's battled with addiction and he but from some odd stuff like kratom which yeah. is often used in the fitness industry to help um with a better mood enhancement and pain reduction pain relief, yeah. but it what it has is it has a certain a similar effect to an opioid in it it has this one meta something or other in it which it stimulates your opioid receptors mm. and that's it. and he obviously was very susceptible to that mm. and again this is why everything is so genetically dependent we're all so different people have taken creating for years and years no issues it's just all benefits he crashed hard on this yeah. shit like it literally ruined his family life there's a there's a lot of evidence now as well of kratom trashing people's natural testosterone as well this is a thing but yeah. nobody's proved it yet, have they? yeah and that's what he thought because he he got his testosterone checked and it he was, was like, low. yeah, what's the, the technical term is like hypogonadal, is that it? Yeah, there was he that, was but also like, his iron levels were so low. He, if your your iron levels are somewhere between 40 and 400 
whatever no nanninamanolis per liter. He was seven. Yeah. They were like shocked that he was standing up. Like, he shouldn't have been able to function. They were look, he was like, look, I don't know how you. He was like, oh, I was getting a lot of head rushes. <laughs> like, there's no. You, and he was still training his, as well. His heart it would have been an issue. Like, he's literally the amount of blood going around his body. There would have been heart issues for him. Mm. It was like, they were shocked he wasn't having heart palpitations. Mm. So, again, this is a normal guy. Um, and again, if he'd been tested, had his bloods done, he would have known this shit way earlier. And the only reason he got it done is because he's friends with Derek from More Plates, More Dates, who yeah. hooked him up with the service to go get himself checked. And he found out all these issues. And now he's got his life back on track and everything's rocking and rolling again. Yeah. Family lives back together. Great to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. You know, um, yeah. Leo from Leon Longevity. Yeah. He's in the UK at the moment. Mm. Message him. He won't, I've already messaged him. He ain't going to listen to me, but you might, oh, okay. you might message. Right. And we'll message Leo. So yeah. you can get mom. If you guys haven't um, checked out, you are interested in the blood stuff. Check out Leo Long- Leo Longevity. Yeah, Leo um, Longevity. Leo, he's uh, super. Bear with him. Yeah, he's got so much in his brain. It's like when you go and ask that professor at chemistry how something works, and he tells you the whole dynamics of the universe to get to the, the yeah. Reaction. You didn't get on with it at first, did you? Because no. I, I was like, you should give it this guy this because so he's so knowledgeable. And you were just like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't focus on him because he's yeah. like. He's a bit... He tangents in detail, though. Yes. So yeah. I get so confused because he's talking about all the chemical names, the interactions, and he'll go off on a tangent about more chemical names and more chemical interactions. I'm like, ah, oh, too much. Yeah. You need a notepad almost. It's, yeah, like his insight's fairly high level for the most part. His more recent content, he's definitely able to make it more um, easy to consume for the lay person like we are. And yeah, but... Just some of the some of the information that he puts out is just fucking brilliant. Just overall health and longevity stuff. Yeah. Really, really good. So it would be amazing to get him on. Honestly, please take advantage of YouTube for this type of stuff. Just please stop watching nonsense and just look at some of the stuff that's in just the deeper stuff on YouTube that's there for you. That's just, just free information that's so informative. Unfortunately, the algorithm doesn't fucking... It will not push it. Push it, no. It doesn't please like- just go and find it. Search search these guys. Search whatever, you know... Um, blood testing or where you're feeling or something like that just just try and search it on google and, and find these things and find on youtube sorry and find these people that have the knowledge that you can then backtrack through their channels and find way more information and other things that will interest you and it just offers you so many more pathways rather than going to your local gp who pretty much fucking googles your issue now they have like a database which mm-hmm. they google problems because your gp is a general practitioner which means that they I mean, they can't know everything. Well, a lot of the time, they'll just end up referring you on yeah, to somebody but, else. Yeah, and that's a fucking struggle. And then you left another three or four weeks. Yeah. Oh, we just, and this is all, again, part and parcel of the fact we lost Cedric. And maybe this was avoidable if five, six years ago, he'd have been checked a little deeper, done things a little bit more regularly. Well, I think the... Boston, same. I think that the the psychological aspect is really like, it's never really talked about that this type of behavior and self-destructive kind of because they all know that what they're doing is not healthy so even more reason though to kind of now check but this is because again nobody died at the time Mm. they went 10 years nobody died so everyone's like well we're all good yeah but that is it's that that cognitive dissidence of like literally like just partitioning it off just like nope your brain's like shutting it off that's not happening because I'm focused on this thing. What, what do you think? It's it's it is about personal view of yourself as well. Like I remember when I first started weightlifting, I would look in the mirror relentlessly, 
and analyze and check and be obsessed with like fixing certain spots and and then i would look so much like that i would almost seem fat when i was shredded because i'd look at myself too much and notice only negative spots so there has to be a point as well where you step back from yourself and realize okay i'm overly processing everything that i'm doing yeah. i'm being too critical hypercritical and not in a positive way well also how much of this boils down to at one point or another some insecurities for mm. a lot of people like that you know m most people including myself started lifting weights or started training i did it to pull like to try and get try and I get did girls. It of action movies and like oh i thought that oh yeah this is something that guys should do all guys should look jacked yeah but and but i was a skinny little kid and i was like I, why, I don't look like these guys i yeah. need to do it like maybe in my head that was what women surely should have found attractive turns out not really that, yeah, no, not really actually, you know just, other, just other dudes <laughs> are like oh nice nice delt, i think actually bro. that's flipped now because fitness is way more mainstream yeah i do think that there is a flip towards that females actively wanting someone who's in shape yeah people in shape but there's also more females in the gym now lifting weights as well mm -hmm. so they can appreciate the effort that's gone into creating the physique maybe yeah and so that gives them more appreciation that maybe this guy isn't such a douche actually there's probably if if we can get if i talk to him and there's more than just like yeah i've heard about protein shakes yeah, yeah. you want yeah i heard there's a protein vodka they're making now yeah like, do you want to get some like if you know if there's something you walk up and a guy speaks outside of also please don't fucking talk about the gym at meals or in the bar or when you're out don't yeah. be that cock yeah you, just no let me know cares. the moment you open your mouth and anything to do with the gym comes out of your mouth everybody at that table is bored of you instantly everybody would rather stab themselves in the knee with their fork especially if they're out like just for a drink or for a nice meal talk about life they don't care about the macro no one gives a fuck don't be the dude as well don't make it everybody else's problem that you're you're counting macros yeah 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 just please anyway going to, to the no that's not in any way that's a real one please no, no. well yeah there is that not fucking don't skip that because there's people like that if you know somebody who's like that oh, the chicken and broccoli guy who rings you fucking tagged him in on this now lex and lou say no don't do it yeah don't do it don't be that guy so or girl. the 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 initial point of like the insecurity, I'm wondering if obviously these guys that really do push the boundary in terms of like the the drugs trying to be like a real big bodybuilder, whether that stems from maybe a more deep rooted kind of insecurity in in themselves, and then their identity gets wrapped up of in course. I'm yeah, the yeah. big guy now. I'm well, this imagine is, being this is big and shredded. Yeah. And then having to live any other way yeah. after that. Yeah. It must fuck with their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, like, even me, who, like, not even, like, a bodybuilder would look at me and not even think I lift. Yeah. Um, but, like, even now. <laughs> I agree with that way too easily. Then, didn't I? Yes, definitely. Yep. Yep. Carry on. 100%. Forward. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I really Sorry, appreciate dude. that. I just realised I properly brushed it off, like yeah, but I didn't really hear what you said. No, I was no. just agreeing with you. But your it's process. true, though. Like a bodybuilder would look at me and think yeah. I was skinny and fat at the same time. But then somebody Joe blogs off the street would look at me and think, oh, oh you're fat. somebody who's yeah. in good shape. That's true. So like, it is all about perspective. Perspective as well is one thing when you're dieting. So this is how you this is how you judge between friend. I was going to say friend and foe, but I'm going to change it between friend and cook or cock. So when you've been dieting, you're trying to get more shredded. You're going to look flatter before you go in the gym, but when you look pumped, 
you're going to obviously see all those details are going to come out. I used to get like that all the time when I was coming into, especially in like a competition stage or a fight. Yeah. I'd always get leaner, which obviously you, you lose that uh, some of the bulkiness. Yeah. But then when you're pumped, you look fucking ridiculous. It just doesn't last. Here's your, here's your friend. You're looking lean. Yeah. Here's your cock. You've lost some size. Mm. Oh, so that's the moment when they say you've lost some size. That's the first thing they say to you. Don't talk to that person again. Yeah. They're a jealous cock. Yeah, they're, they're, that's their opportunity. That's their jumping m- on that moment to get a dig, to get something because they've not changed a fucking iota or mm. they've got worse. Mm. Fuck those guys. So it's a good, it's a good marmiter, yeah. you know, splitting the room, Jobby. Yeah. I was, uh, yesterday I actually got a training session with one of my old friends, Marcus, who is a competitive bodybuilder, who coaches other competitive bodybuilders. And I've not seen him, probably been 12 months since I've seen him. And even then, it was probably another 12 months since I saw him the last time, just yeah. COVID and all that shit. And um, he moved out of the way, so I've not seen him. We had a session at, at Black Country Barbell. It was really good. We went and got food after. And I was t- talking about this because he said, like, when he was natural, he had that problem where, like, he, as he started, to, some people are able to maintain a decent amount of muscle mass as they diet down. Yeah, I do. I know, obviously, part of it is psychological, but I do lose muscle mass quite quickly as I start dieting. Um, I'm not somebody who's able to stay that muscular when I'm very lean. I end up getting a bit stringy, and he said he was the same when he was natural. Do you not just think that that is lack of development of certain areas, though, because you just still got the time to go? Yeah, oh, there is. There's definitely there definitely is that, and there's yeah. also there is still going to be a ge- genetic component that some people will maintain more muscle mass at a leaner body weight, and other people it's just going to be harder for them to hold on or there's the fact that some people lean out in other areas quicker than others so that you might your legs might lean out before your upper body does you know usually the other way around yeah but that can happen yeah yeah 100 and marcus did say like there is that genetic component a big chunk of that is just how you perceive yourself but he talked about it he said there's a no man's land he said when you've gone from a bulk to a cut there's a no man's land you you've got really big and then you start dieting yeah. and you're losing size, but you're still not very lean. And you lost size and you're still not lean. Yeah. And you've still lost size, but you're still not lean. <laughs> and then you start to get lean. So you've got this period of time where you're losing that extra fluffiness and that mass, but you don't really look any more defined. Because if you think about it, you know, you, the, the, just as your abs and you've got your abs that are like This is that. a problem as well. Everyone you, judges leanness on abs. Yeah. And this is a problem because sometimes I was the last motherfucker to come in. Yes. Well, I was just doing this as like a, yeah. an example. If you think about like, if you're watching right now, you'll be able to see. But you're thinking about your abs and they're like, you know, little bumps. And then you've got a layer of fat Sorry. that's in front of that. So you just see this flat layer of fat. You get a little bit leaner. There's still that flat layer of fat. You get a little bit leaner. And then, okay, now you start to see the slightest bit of a bump. So between those first two jumps, your stomach is still just smooth there's no no definition yeah but you've just got smaller but there's no more definition that's actually come out at that point and it, that is that no man's land and you have to like kind of persevere through that to get to the point where because like you you're still fairly lean even when in your mind you're not that lean i was, I was going to bring that up so i stay very lean on my arms yeah well most of the time mm-hmm. uh, ever since and this is where, you know, people will disagree and say that fat redistribution isn't a thing. And I'd be like, well, cool, explain my fucking arm then because, well, arms, but you just can't see the other one now because it's tattooed over. But when I dieted down for like the third show, 
when I came back out, when I'd really perfected the lean gain coming out of it, that rebound phase, I'd really controlled the rebound. I, um, the feathering, I'm all right, mate. The feathering on my triceps never went away. Yeah. So even when I'm quite heavy, if I can get a deep enough flex on that tricep, you'll still see the feathering in it because the fat just never redistributed it over it the same. And it happened in a time where I hadn't gained any more mass. I dieted down, so it was the size it was, and then I came up and out of it. And within that same time where everything else covered over, that didn't recover I've over. I've heard that from a few people. Yeah. That it, like when you actually get super like, you know, literally competition lean yep. and stay, you know, fairly lean for a little while. When you regain, it's... Well, it's the, all the about that rebound time. So you come back out a control. So you come back out with that rebound. You do a controlled ascent back up through your calories. You don't just pile them all back in. Now, like, warranted, if you stopped training, like some of these pro guys do after the competition and then just put calories in, then maybe the fat will go back on evenly. But if you're training back up through that rebound period, which for a natural is the best period of growth that you can get, yeah. so you should be fucking caning it through that period. I honestly, there, there is fat redistribution. I, I just, uh, 100%, I, I, it's happened too. I can see it and it's never gone away. Yeah. Um, but there is this there is this factor of, as well, overanalyzing yourself. Like now, if you ever get super lean, understand that, you will not be able to maintain that level of leanness mm. without long-term detriment. And so no matter what, you're going to have to leave that behind. And it's always going to niggle you. Because I, I was doing it today when I sat outside in the sun this morning. I went outside and sat down. I just had shorts on, top off because it was sun shining. I was like, cool, I'm going to get a bit of color on the skin, get that get that sun's rays on me. I'm going to soak it up everywhere. Vitamin D my body up. And I sat there and I could see a slight... Now, when I sit... My stomach's flat, but where I sit from my lower belly to the to my hips, there's a crease. Yeah, that crease bothers me. Yeah, because when I was super lean, that's not there at all. So to my mind's eye, because I've had that baseline of really lean, that's what my brain always goes off. But that was never a leanness I was able to maintain for a long period. What I'm at now is probably some of the best balanced leanness to muscle mass ratio that I've had for a very long time. And that is big part and parcel of, I've been lifting for like 15 years. Yeah. That's the only reason now I look thick and lean. Yeah. Now I could never maintain that through the early years of it. It just wasn't, it was either one or the other. Yeah. You were thick or you were lean. And over time you develop both because your muscle fibers get thicker and denser and the new fibers that were, well, the fibers that hadn't been worked prior to your lifting start to catch up the other bigger fibers that grew through your life experiences and life habits. Yeah. So it's a it's a time bomb thing, but that fucks with your mind. But just trust me, if you stick with it, you only get better over time. But that's from putting in the consistency over time yeah. that it happens. But you have to understand if you're dieting down to an extreme size, extreme leanness, or bulking up to an extreme size you need to check your mental state at the peaks of those two times and understand that they are not something maintainable mm -hmm. and that you have to kind of become you don't have to ex accept it but you have to become at one with the fact that this will change and yeah. there's going to be your no man's land is probably where you're going to sit most of the time yes yeah that's it isn't it that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the weird like irony so of you it. have to get happy in the that no man's land yeah yeah and it is strange isn't it because I was meant to do a cut. I don't even remember when it was. Now it was sometime last you year. You fully bailed on that. Yeah, and I fully bailed on it because I was mentally. Just like, I couldn't, yeah, a I was mental just like, I can't, bail. I can't 
I can't do. I remember you coming here and I was like, "Oh, you're looking good." Yeah. And like you showed me your abs were coming in real quick. Yeah. I was like, "That's a big difference." Your waist came in straight away. Well, I'm, and all of these positives, you still found this one negative. Yeah. You felt smaller, overwhelmed. All these pluses. Yeah. It's, it, for me, the main thing, like obviously, feeling smaller isn't is like a part of it. I fucking love feeling strong. Like the I shifting something heavy is brilliant. And I'm not strong. Like genetically I'm not somebody who's strong. I've fucking battled to get what I've got. Um but in you know, I know my kind of boundaries and my limitations, so I know when I'm strong for me. I'm never gonna break any records, I'm never even gonna fucking No, but for the average guy, like yeah, I, I sit Logs. and watch you like I'm watching a movie. Yeah. When you get under that bar, I'm like, how's he gonna move that? And then you just go, jink, I'm like Whoa. <laughs> but like that's something to that me, I train for. Yeah, but to me, it's more impressive that you do it because you look like a normal human. Yeah. If I watch a big motherfucker get on to do that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, they should respect it. Yeah. When you do it, I'm like, I should be. Why can't I do that? that it yeah. makes me question why I can't do it. Big yeah. guys don't make me question that because they just look at me like I'm built for that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, like I think I always had that in my head as well. I wanted to like look not like look normal, but still be like freakishly strong. Yeah. And. Which you've um, achieved. Uh, we, uh, yeah, I know. I suppose maybe I have. But you don't I think, think normal. Like you have, have you have like thick glutes, yeah. thick quads. <laughs> if anyone's uh, if anyone watched the stories that we're about to answer the questions from now, you got a prime front seat view of Lou's glutes. I, I do. I've, I've always had pretty decent, have decent glutes. I was talking to Marcus yesterday, my my bodybuilder mate, and I was like, my forearms, my calves are the only things that I get consistent compliments on. Actually, to be fair, now my glutes, I do get a lot of compliments on my glutes <laughs> from girls that are just like, what do you do? For, what do you do for your ass? Girls are clearly appreciate the glutes now. Uh, it's such a feature in their world. Well, kind of rolling onto it, one of the questions, actually two of the questions that I'd had were what do you do to get an ass like that so how much is it genetics for you but um so there's 100 percent a gen- genetic component like that is a factor even i remember at school getting compliments on my ass this is a tangent lose butt yeah Here we so go. i i used to get like that was thing like i i'm not gonna say the compliments because oh they come made on me fucking cringe no i want to hear the com- <laughs> come on <laughs> oh I re- so th- there was this one that my best friend Chris he kept from me because he was like <laughs> he was like I didn't want you to be uh, like disturbed by this girl because <laughs> by a girl yeah I oh, know they were well, like she I told got, him the compliment yeah she was like I'll tell Lewis this but I used to have loads of friends boys and girls I used to have quite a few female friends um and I that like I'm not interested in 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 that way at all just like just mm-hmm. friends. Uh, that then said stuff, and then Chris knew that I was just friends with them, so didn't want me to know to like then be like, oh god, I'll feel I, awkward. I need, yeah, or like yeah, I yeah. want to, which I would have, and I did. I was just like, nope, and I'll just like close the door on them and just ignore them. Yeah, um, like <laughs> it's so stupid. It makes me. It's, oh, I'm literally cringing now, uh, saying that I have a fruity booty. <laughs> fruity booty. That's a good one. That's a t-shirt. Fruity booty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and Chris was just like, and it was literally. I'm waited- changing your name in my phone right now to Lewis Fruity Booty. Yeah, so after I think we, he literally waited till we left school, and then was like, "Oh, you remember blah blah blah?" It was like, "Yeah, she remember who?" Blah blah blah. I didn't. Oh, I thought you said Boba. I was uh, like, what a wicked name! No, no. Remember uh, blah 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 person. Blah, and I was blah. just. I'm not going to say her name. Yeah, go um, on. and uh, he was like, "Yeah, she." Uh, 
she said that t- to tell Lewis that he's got a fruity booty. And I was like, fuck's sake, you should have told me. Because then I carried on talking to her after. Put- like she knew, like I knew that what she'd said. I'm putting it in caps. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I've had a fruity booty for a, a while. That's going to confuse me when you message me now. Because I'm going to forget I've done that. <laughs> but I was, I was skinny as hell when I was a kid. Like I was eight, nine stone when I was at school. And I, I had good forearms, good ass and good calves. But since I've been lifting, there's been a few things that I did change that have really made my ass like stand up. Like I'm a lot thicker everywhere now. Yeah. I'm like hovering around like 90, 91 kilos. I'm not that lean, but uh, like. Yeah, there's a lot of mass. But yeah, my, my ass is big, even like relative to everything else. There's a lot of mass to that ass. Carry on with the booty. The battery died. The battery couldn't handle okay. the booty talk. Yeah, the, the glutes so, yeah, are too powerful. We're talking powerful. about banded booty work that you see on Instagram. Uh, yeah, it's not going to grow your glutes. It's just an activation movement. Yeah, and like Don't the, fall for the fallacy. Yeah, like the, the kickbacks and stuff like that. Like, yes, these kind of small little isolation movements, they're going to they're gonna help uh, to a certain extent, but the glutes are fucking massive muscles. Like, oh, yeah. Relative to everything else, they're fucking huge. Well, if you think of them, they're like the shoulder of the arm as well. But instead of being split into three small little pieces, it's like a giant shoulder. Yeah, at the top yeah, of it. yeah. It's, they're, they're fucking huge. And they are made, well, just the fact that you, you look at some, some strength athletes, find a single strength athlete or a good like field athlete, like a an NFL player, a rugby player, They've all got massive glutes. NFL bad choice because they're all of the darker persuasion. Well, again, they, no, that, that's gonna you're gonna have. They got them genetic glutes. sick glutes. But basically, you need to get fucking really strong with you know some kind of a squat movement, some kind of a hip thrust movement. Those two things, if you want big glutes, should be the priority. Well, and focus on and focus on strength, like over progressively overloading, because there is no reason why you can't like you know, even even women, like women should be able to eventually be hip thrust in two hundred kilos. Yeah. But here's a the added benefit aside from wanting to glow glow glutes. <laughs> aside from wanting to grow the glutes, you should be working glutes because they're a fantastic enabling muscle mm. it'll help tons of other movements feel yeah. more stable and you'll be able to push more weights through the other muscles as a result of the glutes being stronger and able to stabilize the mechanics yeah so things like if you want to be better at at um squat movements at lunging movements at uh rugby tackling yeah uh, anything like if you want to be mma takedown strength stuff like that glutes are a major component and if yeah. it's weak like mine was weak on left side you end up with knee problems and all sorts of, of mechanical issues so the, the amount of people that we see that have oh, i've got bad knees I've got, and i can't yep. squat i've got bad knees and then when they when we look at how they squat people think about squatting and they're just like, oh I'm, it's i'm just gonna bend at the knees yeah. you need to be thinking about sitting your hips back and actually like all of the large musculature around your hips is should be utilized and that's why I do really favor people going off and doing some box squats for a little while because it is easier to sit your hips back because you've got something to actually sit down yeah, onto. Not, it takes the fear out of it. Yeah, you, you can yeah. visualize it. You you don't even don't fucking worry about what your knees are doing. Your knees are if you're trying to sit back on something, your knees are gonna bend anyway. They've fucking got to. Yeah. Think about sitting those hips back a little bit and I think a box squat is brilliant for a lot of people. Definitely shifts the focus to the musculature around the hips, especially the glutes. Um, and again, like a, a hip thrust, it's not, it's not fucking special. It's literally 
get really strong at something because a strong muscle is a big muscle for the most part. And I think that the, the ceiling for like the potential is so high for the glutes in terms of strength capacity. People have barely tapped into it. People are doing kickbacks with 15 kilos. Yeah, and people are doing fuck little you, fucking yeah. band resistance That's stuff. like doing calf raises with 10 kilos. Yeah. Like, like, your, your calves, you walk on them all day long. You think that's challenging them? Yeah. Nah, put some effort yeah, in. They're, they're muscles that are meant to be big and powerful. So treat them as such. Get a fruity booty. Yeah, get a fruity booty. Right, let's get some questionious because we've got a few. Um, one, for starting off, here we go. Tips on growing a fitness page. Well, at the moment, any... <laughs> Don't do it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, fucking do pretty much. TikTok Get on instead. TikTok. Get on TikTok. Um, do... Think about when you're showing a movement. Don't show more than like three or four reps of it. And sh if you want to show a workout, show literally three or four reps. Put the description of the movements in the description for yeah. people to read. And then just show on the screen the rep range and what the movement name is. Yeah. Um, and then just consistency of upload on it. Um, even then, like it's going to be a motherfucker right now because Instagram's like TikTok's your way forward. Yeah. If you can do, sometimes you can just do um, motivational stuff with fitness where you can push through a hard rep and you're, you're one reel of just pushing through that single rep and put something on the screen like, don't <clears> let a rep defeat you. Yeah. And then put that on with some cool music or something like that. Yeah. It's just got to be something that's interesting. Don't, camera angle's important. Quality of your film's important as well. So make sure you're getting a good camera angle. Um, and make sure you're editing it as well. Don't have any needless points of just chop out there. any clutter yeah get rid of the clutter make it short sharp and interesting it, also what it's not of, interesting to watch no, think about what else is in the scene as well um that's something that we've noticed massively so we've put out excuse me we've put out several just basic like one movement videos um and ones that are ones that have a backdrop that's very recognizable so for us with black country barbell we've got a red wall with our logo on that everybody knows that's yep. like one of our things when that's in the when that's in the background we'll get a couple thousand views we've done some that are just tucked away in a corner where it's just black walls literally getting like 100 200 really? views it's that drastic Do you because know why? people it just blends in people just scroll right past it yep. there's nothing eye catching striking yeah so yeah, yeah thinking about what's what's what so else you don't is have there? a red wall, though. You can create that engagement by using a strong bokeh on yeah. your shots, which you can now use with software on your phones. Yeah. And that the bokeh is the blurry background. And so it just make it makes the, it more eye-catching. Don't have it a long focal length where you're in focus and the people 10 feet behind you are in focus and don't have a shitload of stuff going on behind you. Create Show an angle where it's you're the focus mm -hmm. and the movement's the focus. And um, don't have shitloads of space above or below you either. Try and keep it quite cropped in and tight so it's interesting so people can see the muscle working or see it moving. Yeah, um, yeah I think as well on, on Instagram, I don't know what it was, but I know that the average time people spend looking at a post is less than a second. Yes. So you if make, you're not going to catch their attention, it's uh, it's literally something like yeah, it's like 0. Yeah. 0.6 or 0. 0.7. Yeah. And that's with anything on socials at the moment. So there you go. that is that's your fucking time frame to make an impression. So do it quick. I just film loads of shit and put it up. Some shit will land, some shit won't. Don't yeah. worry about the stuff that doesn't. Also, like this is something that we do a lot more of is look back, actually analyze, see, okay, what, because otherwise, how are you pissing in the wind otherwise, look back, what did I do that went really well? What did I do that didn't do really well? Can you try and identify some points? Mm. Like this is something now, because we know that one coach has filmed a load of stuff in one area and none of those videos take off. I filmed a load of stuff in another area and every single one of them does well. That's the free booty. 
it is the fruity booty <laughs> that is it obviously the fact that you know we're both yeah. beautiful the helps yeah just just put them up put them up um oh hang on we've got on it the joe green with that ass i truly believe lou could drop a cow maybe even 10 see i fucking i'm glad that joe <laughs> believes in me because from the previous uh, podcast it was like what what animal do you think you could beat up and lou definitely decided he could take on a cow yeah i still think the cow kills you no mate. <laughs> the, you don't know the power that's maybe in if you boots. went in booty first yeah um the batman dark knight and Batfleck in a fight to the death. Who wins? Ooh. Oh, well, definitely. I'm going Dark Knight. He's got the skill set that Batfleck would have, but more agility still because he's not as war-torn. Yeah, I just think that Batfleck's got two... Like, his gadget shit was, like, a little bit o- over the top, almost like... I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, he was more brute Are you thinking force, about when he fought Superman? Yeah, yeah, that's the Batfleck. He doesn't have that suit on, though. Okay, he's got normal, right. normal Batman yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. You're going Knight. Dark Knight. I just think as well, if Christian Bale, to be honest, if I was to put money on Christian Bale fighting pretty much anyone in the... I think Christian Bale beats both those guys up anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. if it was, if we were talking actor to actor, I wouldn't fuck with Christian so Bale. always, I... Dark Knight beats both the Batman and Batfleck and Christian Bale beats up both Ben Affleck yeah. and uh, Damien Jews' name, I can't remember right now. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Oh, he so, would yeah. absolutely He'd murder. get hammered, wouldn't he? He would, he would do obscene things to Robert Pattinson's corpse <laughs> as well. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Okay, next. Uh, didn't you feel like pricking a needle into his gains? Oh, that's uh, from your glute shot again. Your I will glute, be soon. <laughs> most of these questions I feel are going to be about your glute. That's uh, I am Mr. Bad. What a good name. Uh, Lee in Nutshell. Hello, Lee. Uh, shag, marry, or kill? I love that northern because normally it's it's fuck, marry, kill. Yeah. And he's gone shag. shag. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, oh, bastard. Bill Crosby. Does he mean Cosby? Yeah, Cosby, yeah. Yeah. Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah, he definitely meant Bill Cosby because the next two, Jimmy, Jimmy Savile yep. and Rolf Harris. you gotta, you got to fuck one, marry one, and kill one. I'd marry Rolf Harris, I think. Would you? Yeah, because he'd do all kinds of nice paintings for me. He'd <laughs> <laughs> paint your misery. Yeah. Um, I'd kill Savile. Just... Yeah, I think I'd have to kill Savile. Just because looking at him makes me really uncomfortable. Do, have you seen the Netflix documentary on I him? haven't watched it. I don't Mate, know. I, I will. It's, it's engaging once yeah. you're in it. Yeah, They've done a really it. good job of it, and they, he is just sinister. Yeah. And the fact that nobody realised is insane. Yeah. The dude was the creepiest motherfucker you could think of. If you were to think of the child catcher for Mary Poppins, he's Jimmy Savile, right? Yeah. Then this dude had a basically a skeleton key to a children's hospital where they were doped up and drugged up and he was allowed to wheel them in and out of wards at will, be left on his own with them. And they were like 12 to 13 year old boys and girls. Fucking hell. I didn't and know he had a TV show where children sat on his lap relentlessly. Mm. I'm pretty sure there's a YouTube video of him with a hard on with a kid like sat next to him on the TV show that nobody seems to be aware of. Yeah. Sam, and it, would it's, definitely be he's ju- and when you watch the Netflix documentary, the amount of times he alludes to his behavior not being caught is insane. Mm-hmm. He makes a joke of it consistently. He says this one thing consistently. Um, someone will say something. It's like, oh, it's been a great fun, but the trial's next Thursday. And it's the trial's next Thursday. The trial's next Thursday is a common joke he runs through his career. And, and he constantly alludes to the fact 
that he um, pinches and pokes people until they squeal or until they, until yeah, it's honestly watch it, you'll understand. It's yeah. unbelievable that nobody. I've, I've heard got it. several people have told me about. It. If I'm honest, I've just not wanted to because I just can't. I can't deal with that. It shit doesn't really life. leave you feeling too negative. I'd still kill him. Um, I'd want realistically. I'd want to fucking. It, kill it just all leaves of them you fuckers. more intrigued that he just wasn't caught sooner. Yeah. Like it wasn't caught. Yeah, he just wasn't caught. Yeah. So for me, like I said, so yeah, we're killing Savile definitely now. Rolf Harris, I would you're marry. You're marrying Rolf Harris, be- and and that is because of the artwork. And I actually used to like as a kid. I used to like Rolf Harris because I used to oh. really enjoy art and drawing, and used to watch some of his programs, which then means that I've got a shag, Bill Cosby. You're shagging Bill Cosby, but. I'll briefly that motherfucker. I'm giving him a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> he, he, he's going to wake up. He ain't going to know what the fuck's hit him. I'm killing Savile. I'm going to make it nice for Bill Cosby. It's going to be a rough one. He's going to wish he was dead. He was going to wish he was Savile. I think I, I think I do the same. I think I'm. Mar- I don't think he want to marry Cosby because I think in his private life he was also like a militant motherfucker. Like you mm. won't be able to do anything fun. Mm. Whereas at least you'd be able to do some fun stuff with Ralph. Yeah. I like that little, what's that board? That yeah. Board? The, wobble, 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 the wobbly thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like as obviously what he's done was completely. Like they're all horrendous. Horrendous but, person. Yeah. And then I'm having to do the same yeah. as you. I, I'm doing the same, but I, I'd kill them all. Yeah. That'd be my preference. Yeah. Some way or another. Uh, okay. Finn Ashley, who would win? A, a crocodile with the body of a lion. Huh? Uh, okay, so it's a crocodile head, body of a lion. Okay. Against a badger with the body of an elephant. Badger with the body of an elephant. Fucking definitely. Badgers can bite like a motherfucker, and it would take... Da- but all the elephant's body can take some damage and keep mm-hmm. trooping. And it can stomp. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure... It just stomp. A, 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 an alligator with the body of a lion would trip over its own head quite often. <laughs> it'd like the head would Think hang it. down and but it'd have the claws, but you've just got the stomping but, and but biting. Then it's got the bite, but then it hasn't got the the roll. It's lost the ah, death roll. Ah, the death uh, roll, yeah. Yeah. So then, like the, that's just a clamp. So it's going to get the foot. Then that, that leg's going to well, an elephant body. It's going to just toss it. Yeah, I think the I think it would get trampled. Yeah, I think the elephant legs would trample it. Yeah, badger elephant and the, wins. Like, just the badger head's not even doing anything. It's just tiny, think, tiny little badger head on the top. Do you think it's a tiny badger <laughs> head or a purposeful size badger? Okay, head? if we're keeping it in proportion, that means that the alligator's head's going to get smaller to accommodate the no the lion body. Yeah, sure. Well, and then the no, have you seen the lion get... in real life though? Holy shit! Yeah, I know, but you, okay, but they're big. Yeah, but some alligators like no, it's crocodile. Is it crocodile? I don't know. Which one's the bigger one? Oh, I don't know, actually, because it's just an emoji. You put an emoji of a crocodile or an alligator. So it could be either or. What's the emoji? Either way, I think they're like a lion. Lions are massive, but the head's still going to be a bit smaller than it would be on a on a fully grown one. And the croc but, doesn't have the, the reptilian like tank ability mm-hmm. with the lion body. It's just squishy meat. Yeah. Yeah. Badger yeah, elephant. It, yeah, I, I do think... Stomps it to death. Yeah. I think just a lion on its own would be more effective than the... the Crocodile slash alligator lion hybrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the badger elephant is definitely an upgrade for both of them. Good question. <laughs> okay. I like how these are our more serious questions. <laughs> like the Jimmy Savile thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. take the piss. <laughs> but we've got some serious news Let's here. This down we've now. got we've Work got the biology we've got badger elephant hybrids here. <laughs> oh dear! All right. Have you ever had? Uh, this is I can't even hear. Manu Shiliri. 
Manu. Yeah, cool. Have you ever had a point in your life or your career where you just couldn't handle it anymore? No. Um, I'm really... There's been lows yeah. where you get overwhelmed, but you've no the option to quit just isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, there ain't really... I don't quit. <laughs> no, I just look for other avenues. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep moving forward. But yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's some times where I've felt that that's the case, but like... There'll be a fleeting might, moment when I you're like, verbalize, am I done with it? Yeah, I might verbalise it, but yeah. it's... But inevitable. There, there isn't... There ain't the any quitting. Quit, no. no, yeah. Um, it says Craig LFC. Just saying, nice peach, Mr. Lewis. Followed up with, if your manhood made a sound every time it became excited... Every time you got erect, what sound would it make? What sound would you want it to make? Oof. <laughs> so you're going to go oof every time. Oof. I think I'd like, you know, when you go to the cinema and you get that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like that, that da, 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 like a look yeah. at me. Well, what's that uh, 20th century Fox like drum roll? <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Like the minions. Yeah, I don't know. I think mine would have to be slightly discreet because I still do randomly get erections. Uh, not, not, it's not all the time, but I still get them. Like when sometimes I wished I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think of something a bit too much in yeah. the moment, yeah, like, you, you wouldn't or want a memory pops in and you're like, mm, yeah, you I wouldn't, you wouldn't oh, want no, it to no. be. Yeah, you wouldn't want it to be too. I think I like the fact that we still have that uncontrollability, though. It still shows the virality. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if you thought something really like or something sexual and nothing happened. That'd be a bit worry. Mm, that's what, when uh, again talking to Marcus the other day because I talked to him about the fact that I was using Finasteroid and he was like fucking hell like, he he didn't know if I was that educated about some of the like the libido issues with it and that's when we ended up kind of going down that route and I said like fucking hell I could lose I could do with losing some of it because it's <laughs> a pain in the ass so yeah um, which film would you recast as a Muppet movie and who would be the one human left Fucking hell, it's complicated, right? Which film would you recast? So, what movie, but it's all Muppets now. Wow. But this you're allowed one question. human left this in the movie. This is such a good question. Oh. Wow. I, like, I feel like they needed to restrict our choice of movies, because now in my head, it's just, I'm thinking about all the more recent, like the last few years. I but, immediately, my brain went Godfather, but you still oh, leave right, okay. in Pacino. No, De Niro. No, Pacino. Pacino, sorry. I get so confused between those two all the time. Oh, man. See, I... I the first thing... Because imagine him in that scene where he gets mad and slaps her, but it's yeah. a Muppet he's slapping. <laughs> and she's giving him shit as a Muppet. Yeah. And oh. then all the killings... Yeah. ...would be different with them being Muppets. <laughs> oh. The, Commando. I, oh, Predator. Some of these classics. <gasps> yeah. Rocky. But he's still human. Oh, I feel like Rocky. I feel like Rocky has one of the Muppets as well. We just leave like, I don't know, Mickey. Okay. <laughs> just Mickey. Mickey's the human. He's, he's the one human. <laughs> it's like, it's more focused around him. Just like training these puppets up to Can beat he? other puppets. <laughs> oh, that would be fucking brilliant. There's too many. Oh, uh, yeah. No, like, I think you've possibly made every movie ever better. Yeah. That would be so amazing. The first thing that came to mind, because I just thought of like, what are some of my favourite films I've I've seen in the last like year or two? 
and and the idea of seeing Dune, which was such a oh, such like yeah. story driven film, and then I was just like, and then make them all Muppets. You think about uh, No Country for Old Men oh, with Muppets, yeah. but you leave in Javier Bardem, Javier as, yeah. as the human. He's yeah. just murdering Muppets. Yeah, and he's just there, like <laughs> with, with that like that cow thing that yeah the prod. Yeah, or and he's, he's just there. That scene where he goes into the gas station, he's like, call it, and the Muppets or. just going shake. <laughs> But he's still super yeah, serious. Oh, we, that could be re-edited. That could they, be. Because they're never in the same shot together. That, so that's like, true. That could be that is true. Call it Frendo. Oh, yeah. God, that's such a great scene. He's incredible in that movie. Yeah. That's such a fucking... Can you believe I disliked that movie when I first saw it? Really? Do you know why? Because it didn't have a solid ending. And at the mm. time, I had this real issue because it was seemed to be a thing at the time where these movies didn't have solid endings. Mm. And because of that, that's all I remembered. And I neglected to appreciate because it was the fact there was no conclusion to this epic movie yeah so it almost left me like ah yeah like i need to know but yeah, you don't know how it now i watched it back like three or four times since then and it's one of my favorite movies it's brilliant it's i've just realized that so good. that's like also like june that's got josh brolin and javier mm, bardem in yeah it, yeah fucking brilliant both i really like those as uh actors like yeah. javier bardem i think he's fucking awesome and he's he doesn't get Anywhere near as much recognition. I know. What's that about? And he's also, strangely, the most ugly person and the most handsome person. Yeah. Simultaneously. He's definitely stealing your girl. Yeah. I Just don't know with, how. But without words. Yeah. Just with emotional stares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but has he got glutes like mine? <laughs> Does he have the fruity booty? Uh, where were we at? Okay. Lewis, how you get such a PH fat ass? Well, we already gone through that. Squats. What was the first record you ever remember buying um so that i bought well i I got somebody to actively buy me um so i'm trying to remember i think it was it is dark and hell is hot by dmx that album Ah. so an early dmx album um i think there was also uh big ones by aerosmith Though that I had very opposite, so, so like types I have of a music. feeling it was the single Tequila. Yeah, is it Terrorvision? I don't know. Tequila, tequila. Well, tequila, Ooh. it makes tequila. you happy. Yeah, I got tequila. Yeah. We're calling time, and it was like number one for ages. And I remember, I think it was either that or Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, the double. Oh, was it Use Your Illusions? Use your illusions, maybe. I'm going to see the which double, one of these came out. The double earlier. act, because you got two two discs with that one. It is dark and hell. It is dark and hell and that. So this came out in 1998, so I was six. I was listening to DMX when I was six. Jesus. <laughs> is that real? Yeah. I fucking loved DMX as a kid. I don't know how I got into DMX. Okay, and... Okay, I like that and one. Big Ones came out in 1994. I was two at that point, so I didn't have it when I was two. But I remember having it when I was on holiday at around about eight. I remember I was in holiday with my dad in Greece, and I just listened to Big Ones on repeat with a little cassette player. I feel like I remember having Use Your Illusions on my Discman whilst I was on holiday and I was just listening to it on repeat relentlessly because it was two discs mm. and I just over and over and I remember one time singing the lyrics in the back of the car not knowing what they meant yeah. 
and my mum flipping around from the front saying, what are you listening to? Yeah. And I was like, oh. It was, and I couldn't remember the lyrics, but I, I didn't know what they meant, but it was talking about fucking pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And I didn't know, so I was beasting it out the back of the car. Yeah. And she was just like, what the hell are you listening to? Yeah, I remember there was a few, like Aerosmith obviously had quite a few sexual songs yeah. in there as well. And I remember some of them, my little brain couldn't understand what, he was me- what Steve Tyler yeah, that, was isn't meaning. Isn't that funny? You can't even comprehend it. Yeah. Like your brain, even even though you listen to the words, you could write them down and read them, you still wouldn't get it. Yeah. Because you yeah. just you've not had that life experience. Well, there was one bit where, like, um, I'm trying to remember which song it was. Um, I don't remember. But he was saying pissed off, pissed on, and and I yeah, and I was like, like that. and I knew what pissed off meant, but then I just couldn't comp- com- I couldn't comprehend being pissed on. <laughs> like <laughs> it was, was natural like, thing. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just remember, like, and yeah, it was. <laughs> I remember seeing one. I remember one of the Guns N' Roses ones I didn't understand for ages was tied, tied up, tied down, up against the wall. Uh, tied up, tied down, up against the wall. Be my, it's be my something, something. We can do it all. Yeah. And I had no clue it was a sexual reference. Yeah. Like through most of their albums, I missed all those things. Yeah. Fucking hell. Classics, mate. Right, we'll finish up. I just—I uh, know this is completely random, but reminding me of that holiday on, in Greece. Yeah. I remember I had a watch that you could flip out, like you flipped the face of it, and there was a compass on the back of it. You had to take it off, but it literally like spun. And I remember Hang getting on, is in, that again. So you had a watch, you could take it off, and the face of the watch spun around, and the other side was a compass. And you could wear it as a compass. Yeah. Ah. But I remember getting in trouble for coming in late because I'd left it as a compass. <laughs> and I was eight years old, wasn't really good at reading the time, so I was looking at a compass <laughs> and had no clue what the time was. And it was like an hour late to you get didn't back. I understand that as you moved, time moved with you. I was obviously just like glancing at it as I was going around, like fucking, I don't know, whatever you do as an eight year old. Oh, fucking hell, I love those little things that you do when you're a kid. They're just so stupid. I'll, uh, I'll just have a look, see if I... Because all of mine were oh. literally just based around uh, my ass. See if I've had any more come through. Um, ass, ass, ass. Right, oh. here we go. Um, well, let's get through these last ones because we're running pretty long. Uh, phone addiction, i.e. constantly checking even when you know you have no messages, etc. how to stop. This is a real thing. Mm. Um, I think it's something we need to actually address as a full topic. Yeah. Because something the other day I was in the gym... And I watched a couple, and the girl had her head in her phone. And he, this is a couple I've seen in the gym before where he's definitely dragging her into the gym. Yeah. Like, she does not, she's no in, like inclination towards wanting to train when she's in there. You can see in between any movement between going between machines or anything like that, there's zero energy. There's zero want to get back on anything. Mm. Um, and they just oh also don't bring your low ass fucking energy into the gym people I'm sick and tired of seeing people mosey into the gym with this face on like it's a fucking chore hey you don't want to come to the gym don't fucking come don't bring your low ass mediocre energy around me in the gym because I get mad I want to see motherfuckers around me training yeah. I want to look up and be like, mother, I've got to get back into my set. These motherfuckers are working. I think um, there's, there's a, if, you, if you're going, just fucking go. Just wait. If you, if, if you're you, fucking in there. You're un, you've walked through the turnstile. You're in the fucking place that has one purpose. You've not options in there. It's not weights slash coffee bar. It's a fucking gym. Yeah. You're in there for a purpose. And if you don't want to be there, don't fucking go. I think, 
I don't know. Some people, obviously, you can start training and things go good and then something goes wrong. Like you you tweak something or you you don't get as That's many reps as what you about, to do. I'm talking about I'm walking in with the fucking minus 100 mood. Mm, yeah. Moping. Like literally two people saw walking the other day between themselves. They couldn't have looked. They looked like they were down tuning each other as they stepped, step for step. Like, like they were both working towards just turning around and walking out and being all right with it. You know what I mean? Like they were talking each other into be having a shit session. Yeah, like fuck. Somewhat like I've had shit sessions, but, but get through that motherfucker though. They're yeah. the ones that count. I think though, like those are the times where you need to fucking dig deep, put your headphones in, whatever you need to do to like take five Playlist. minutes. In, take five minutes in the car before you even get out the get I've out done the that. car. I've done that. If you're not feeling it, just take five minutes, blast whatever the fuck. Gets you motivated, whatever that Stop might be. Stop looking at what's demotivating you. Yeah. Get off scrolling through innocuous bullshit. Yeah. Or like sometimes, even the innocuous bullshit, sometimes find something specific that you know. I remember for, for a while, I was like a couple of years back when Larry Wills, when Larry Wills was a real small channel and he was like coming up as this fucking freak. I watched loads of his training footage because I was like, Jesus Christ, look at yeah, this fucking mutant. And then I was like, then watching him just be a fucking mong and lift some crazy shit. Yeah. We'd be like, I'm going to be a mong what happens, too. What happens to you when you come out of an action movie? Yeah, yeah. You come out wanting to fight yeah. or just do some cool shit. Yeah, so I'd take five minutes, just watch some watch some of his training footage. Yeah. Don't like, drive yeah, to the I'm gym listening to some bullshit that's like making you mopey. Put something on that's going to amp you up. Watch something that's going to amp you up, like Lou said. Yeah. Like, Not while driving. Create the fucking mood before yeah. you get there yeah set the scene mate that's fucking what if you're walking about, to, it? if you're moping into the gym you are underselling yourself and you are reducing your potential for success yeah you understand you, that you every moat that environment every mope. that's something it. that's something that i'm really taking like a, a handle on at the moment but it's also a bit tough because i listen to a lot of audiobooks now i've almost got like i've got four audiobooks on the go <laughs> based on what i'm about to do yeah. So I need to make sure that whatever I'm going to do, and sometimes that might be music. I actually really try and avoid music as much as possible unless I want to deliberately amp myself up for training or yeah. sometimes for the podcast. Sometimes I was really tired today. I've just been fucking chatted. It's been a busy couple of weeks. So I didn't put on an audio book like I normally would. I put on some music to kind of energize me a little bit before yeah. I got here. And like it is, it's setting the scene. You've got fucking control. So set the environment like if you wanna if you wanna get into training, fucking get into it. So the tangent was from phone addiction. Yeah, oh, Const- yeah, yeah. constantly wanting to check your phone. Like you can see it, you check it, you put it down. Two minutes later, pick it up to check the exact same thing, knowing there's gonna be no difference. Mm. Here's the shit, right? The phone addiction is a, a real thing because the likes, the interactions, the comments give you a little dopamine rush. Oh, somebody's interested. Somebody's yeah, doing something. Give a shit about me. Yeah, it's a dopamine kick. So you need to replace that. With something else, you need to you need to or reduce the requirement for that dopamine rush. Mm. Um, the way of stopping it is to actively catch yourself picking it back up and saying, "When as you pick it up to check it again, no, mm. I'm not going to do that." And then you put that fucking phone down and away yes. from you, That's and then push your focus immediately onto something else and stick with it. And over time, you'll just separate yourself from it. And that is the best way of doing it. I've got a really good habit, which is also bad. I will. I actually don't know where my phone is sometimes because mm-hmm. I'll just put it down and leave it. And I do. this often happens when I have something playing on the speakers around the house, like a podcast, like something that I'm listening to, like Alan Watts, Eckhart Tolle, um, 
yeah, all of these things are, are like uh, just music that's going on. It actively pulls my attention away from the phone. So make sure there's something else going on other than your phone. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, your proximity to the phone is massive, and that's something that's super easy to control. If you're, don't be a fucking arsehole who's, you've sat down, you've just got home after a, a day of work, you sit down with your missus or your, your partner, whatever, whoever it is, and you're having a catch up about the day, and you just pick up your phone and you're half having a conversation with them. Just fuck your phone off. You've had the phone with you all day. Yeah. Talk to the person that you're meant to be with. Yeah. At least give them some dedicated time. And that temptation is not going to be there if your phone ain't in your hand. Yeah. And even like, and I've been guilty of this, I sit down to try and watch a program and then my attention is so shit that I'm like not even able to pay attention to the 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 program that I'm watching and then I'll end up like half it's on my phone habit. half watching it's like smoking a cigarette yeah you have to have it in your hand it yeah. becomes an addiction you have to force it down it's, it has to be a conscious thing that you start doing yeah. and the point of the girl and the guy was the lowest point when I looked at them was he was walking from one area of the gym to the dumbbells in the other area of the gym she was walking right behind him with her face in her phone she wasn't even interacting with a partner in a moment in the gym where you should be striving to push each other or be mm -hmm. connected or be looking at literally she couldn't stay off her fucking phone to walk between machines mm -hmm. so much so she bumped into a fucking machine while she was walking and then afterwards i saw her interrupting his sets to show him clothes she'd found for him to look at for him to buy later i'm like how the fuck do you think you're helping him right now when he's in here to better himself by interrupting his concentration from what he's doing to show him a fucking vest yeah this is this is like <clears throat> gym etiquette 101 the absolute no of being in a gym never under any circumstances unless they're in imminent danger yeah interrupt someone mid-set listen i was in the i was training with um people in the gym and they have tried to de like they've either had low energy or tried to kind of spread things out by chatting in between stuff and i actively stop them talking and go shut up i don't care mm. get going yeah. move and then I've, I've had it training with people where they've got mad with me mm -hmm. because i've said to them i said like they've had a, a low energy set and i go get back on and yeah. finish that i've done yeah. No, you're fucking not. Yeah. That's it. You're fucking happy with that set because I'm not happy with that set that you've done. And then if they don't get back on and do it, I'll go, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, you got to do your thing. I'm going to go do mine. Mm -hmm. I can be like, like that, but I don't want your low ass fucking energy pulling me down. When no. you're if you're training with me, you better tell me to get off my fucking ass and get in that set. That's what I want. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do to you. And you don't like it. Don't train with me. Yeah, that's it. I think at the end of the day, this is time for you. And fair enough if you're helping someone who's just getting into training and they don't still a positive interaction though. Yeah, they don't they don't know the etiquette. You're almost you're kind of teaching them what to what to do. Then the pace is gonna be slower. If you're training with somebody as a training partner or you know, yeah. you've you've buddied up with somebody who you don't see very often, like that's the opportunity to push the fucking pedal even harder. Yeah. Like that. Or if you are be. feeling low, take that moment to have somebody else pull you back up yeah. and allow them to don't fight them on it. Cause you're in a fucking mood. Yeah. yeah. Catch yourself. Don't be that. Don't be a drain on somebody else. Mm. You wouldn't want it on you. So don't put it on other people. Yeah. Do unto others. Yeah. Really makes really. me mad. Honestly. Cause it's not, it's, I do notice it, but it's because I'm noticing it so much more at the moment because mm. it's fucking everywhere. Like, I don't get like it's obviously I only train at BCB and that like doesn't really happen. Like people chat and interact and stuff like that. But there was somebody at yours who did it really. There's never going to be like 
there was somebody when I was on yours and I needed to get on something and they were on the phone in yeah. between sets and I was really polite because I was at your gym. <laughs> if I was anywhere else, I'd have, I'd have gone over and been like, how much you got left? Yeah. What are you doing? Because they were literally taking the piss. Oh, really? They, the, it was that thing where the weight goes down almost too fast so they could get to the phone right. after the set. And I was just like, because I was in a flow. Yeah. And it's, I was like, now you're in my way. You're not, and you're not, if you're working, you're in my way. Yeah. All power to you. Yeah. I'll go yeah, do something yeah, else. Fine, yeah. But if you're in my way fucking around, mm. I, I start to The bubble. only people I've seen that are like that are like the young kids that are in that, like I said, kids like mm. 18, 19. Like, I, th- I don't know whether that's maybe like. It was the type of human they were because they were doing bullshit movements as well. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It was just a bullshit person. Yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> You bullshit. You bullshitter. Don't be a bullshitter. We had, I think, where we're kind of pushing the edges. Um, oh, there was got, one thing I wanted to do. I've got a, a good one to kind of Go. just wrap yeah. up on. So the guy who messaged us the other week about moving to Australia and he's got he's oh, lost yeah, a yeah. load of weight. So he's messaged again. And thank you for messaging because I specifically said, because he didn't, he didn't leave questions before because he was always like, he felt like he... He didn't have anything worth saying, and I was like, "No, fucking make the make the effort." Like that's what keeps us going. So yeah. thank you for messaging us. Um, and he said, "All moved to Oz. Um, any advice on making the most of every day and advo- avoiding homesickness?" So I think with the homesickness, like there's several things. Keeping active, keeping busy is going to be a major one. More people you meet, the less you'll miss home. Yeah. The only you're going to miss home is if you're feeling lonely. Yeah. And you have the habit of having that certain person you'd be able to go to to break the loneliness. Yeah, and I think so put yourself out there. Yeah, put yourself out there. Like try and interact with new people. Like you've got a fucking blank slate here. You could, you could, like you could go there and tell everyone your name's fucking Jim Bob, and you, you're like, <laughs> I don't know. You could literally make up the, your advice is to lie to people. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like you, you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted to no, do because there is no reference point. Fresh start you, for you. You can just have a real clean slate. Yeah, and. If you want to reinvent yourself as someone bolder and more outgoing, don't get me wrong, it's not exactly going to be easy just to transform and be a different person. No. But no one has any reference Fake point for you. Fake it to make it. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, do it now. And uh, it'll it'll only kind of empower you going forward. Spend some time still enjoying some of the things that you kind of had at home, whether that be talking to your parents on... Skype or Zoom or whatever it is, still make that time for them and, and you know, interact with them so you don't feel like there's that much distance. Um, things like, you know, listening to the podcast, if like our podcast, if that's something that you used to do, which I know it is, carry on doing that. It doesn't matter yeah. what country you're in, you can yeah. still kind of hear some British accents talking a load of bollocks. <laughs> and I don't know. I think that the, the keeping busy hey, is a major one. Fair play to you, dude. You yeah. shifted your whole life to a whole nother country around the globe. Yeah. I'm jealous of you. Mm, yeah, yeah, jealous I think it's a, it's a it's a it's a awesome jealous. fucking move. Yeah, honestly, I, I've uh, I've contemplated many times and given the opportunity. If it all tied together, I would in a heartbeat. Mm. I think you've and this is a real opportunity. And from what I've had experience wise in Australia, I'd love to go to Australia. They're right? great people. Yeah, and it's a you've never had a more active society to jump yourself into. Yeah. Those motherfuckers are up at four and five a.m. in the morning. Mm. Like we, I went when I went to stay with uh, Nathan. Yeah. We got to the gym. We were getting to the gym at like half six. Yeah. And I was like, beating the world. Nope. Nope. There were just people strolling around who'd started their day at half past four. Yeah. And that is common in Australia because they will start really early, yeah. but they finish at like two or three in the afternoon. It's so fucking hot. And just they've got a fucking, they've got it nailed because they finish at two or three in the afternoon. They go home, have like these barbecues, pub, whatever the fuck they want to do. 
all this social time and then hit the hit the hay at like 10 p.m. Yeah. And then up for, you know, four, five yeah. and do it again. It's a fucking brilliant strategy yeah. because they get to enjoy that afternoon of, of sunshine and time. Yeah. It's really good. So you've never had a great opportunity to I really to, like to Nathan, rock and roll. I, I only met him in Manchester. He was fucking sound. He messaged me saying he's over in the UK. Uh, I think in June or July. So we get him on. Yeah, yeah. I've already said he's going to come and stay oh, here. I, I think so. We'll yeah, Nathan was sick. I really because I, I, I genuine human. Yeah, we, really genuine. When that was Manchester, Gymshock Manchester event. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. And yeah, because we I ended up going out for food with everybody else and talking to Nathan. Like, I I didn't know him. At, I'd never seen his content up until that point. And then I was wondering, like, because he did a lot of public speaking stuff there. He, like, kind of, mm. uh, I don't know, he was, like, almost an announcer for it. And I said, like, where, where did you get, like, that good at the public speaking side of things? He was like, I just, it just kind of happened. Yeah. I didn't, I've never, like, I thought that that's, that was, like, his thing beforehand. No, no. But they kind of just, like, dropped it on him and he just did it. Yeah. And like, you know, fair play. He, like, he made it seem like that was his fucking day job. Yeah, he's, he's just, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. That's one of his big things. Also, really jacked and really athletic. Yeah, scary. And very fashion, fashionable as well. He, he went from fashion into fitness. Ah, uh, that was it. Mm. And I remember I remember him talking about all of his uh, his gay followers as well. Oh, he crushes the gay followers. Yeah, yeah. And rightly so. Yeah, I'd fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good looking lad. Um, his uh, missus is lovely as well. Yeah, yeah, really nice couple. But yeah, you've never had a better time being in Australia to to kickstart an early, taking advantage of the day, and that is what you need to be doing is getting up early, and and kicking, getting out into that, getting out into that weather. I know at home it's raining a lot over there, but trust me, rain in Australia is better than rain in England. One of one of our members brought her sister over to the gym for a day pass the other day. Who's she lives in Australia, and, and I said, oh, what's it like with the British weather? And she was like, yeah, it's flooded everywhere at the moment, so it's actually yeah. quite good. It's been abnormally yeah. rainy over there this year. Mm-hmm. Like, ridiculous. For no, they don't know why. Just like, really? They're not used to it as well, so I it's know. like probably put, putting everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, is that it? I think we're done. Holy yeah. crap. I'm, oh, there was one thing I wanted to say. Have you felt tired this week? Oh, today, especially. I've been yeah. fucked, mate. Do you know why? That moon is in a phase again. Yeah. Every time I put out on social media, I've had these abnormally like, fuck, I'm wrecked. And I shouldn't be. Like the other day I was up early doing all the car maintenance stuff, mm. real productive morning, like hours of finicky work. I got it all done. And I was just like, fucking struggling to keep my eyes open. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I got to bed by like 11. I was asleep last night in bed by 11. Fuck, I woke up like five times during the night. Mm. I woke up at 5.15 and genuinely contemplated just getting up. Yeah. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. I was just awake and it was fuck. I was like, no, you can't. You'll be wrecked by the time the podcast comes on. Mm. And then um, my witches and wizards who were all following me always messaged me going, yeah, the moon's in a phase. All right. So, hey, Elon, before we go to Mars, can we sort out the moody moon, please? Because whenever it's in one of these phases, I'm never aware of it and I just get knackered. And everyone's like, yep, I've been tired all week. So if you've been tired last week, the moon was in a phase. So no more excuses now. We're back on track. Yeah, fucking hopefully. Yeah, today today's really caught up. In the last two weeks, like, I've literally been like 6 a.m. starts till like 9 o'clock at night. The, the one day I had off was Friday, which is when I was still up at 6 a.m. to train to get here before we went to the cinema. And then oh, we didn't get to bed till fucking half two in the morning. Yeah, so my one, day, though. my one day off, I was even more fucked yeah. than normal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so and it's proper caught up with me. Like, I, uh, yeah, I'm feeling it, mate, but... That's what Red Bull's for. Moody Moo. It was a Moody Moo. Yeah. 
yeah. on the moody moon. Honestly, it's, it's happened so many times now where I've put it up randomly and everyone's like, oh, it's in this phase, it's in that phase. And it's every time it's this moon thing. Mm. So there is a, there is a, and I mean, of course there's a thing to it. It, it dictates our tidal yeah. um, timings of yeah. the fucking ocean. Yeah. And you think it doesn't have an effect on us? Of course it fucking does. Yeah, it does. So yeah, there you go. Uh, if you were feeling wrecked last week, the moon is no longer moody now, so we should all be feeling better. And yeah. the weather is mighty fine. Or- I'm been mad at Twenty degrees tomorrow. Yeah. So take advantage of it. Get outside. Get up early. Get outside. Get your feet on the earth. Get that 10, 20 minutes of sunshine in the morning. Set that circadian rhythm. Yeah. I wanted to say cardiac thing because we talked about heart so much. <laughs> Set the circadian. It, honestly, it makes a massive difference. The few days I wasn't able to get outside in the morning because of the because it did rain, it actually affected my sleep that night. Mm. Every time I'm out in the morning with the sun on my skin. Sun in my eyes for just 10, 15 minutes. I sleep better that evening. So really make an effort to get that done. And um, as we always say, leave behind the shit that was not good. Leave it in the week gone. Bring forward the good. Have a great fucking week. Toodle pip. Toodle pip. Toodle pip.